Nah. <laughs> We're still having technical issues. Still having technical issues from last week. They're recurring this week. But that's okay, because we're calling our guest this week instead of the other way around. Yeah. Our guest this week, first hour of the show, about 15 minutes from now, the handicapped hero Gregory Irons is going to be oh on the show. Oh, my God, that's awesome. How cool is that? You you and I have gotten to see him a couple of times, George. Hell, yeah, man. And that's it's been a pleasure. The guy is, like, awesome to watch in the ring. So I've wanted to get him on the show since the first guest we had, which was Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Uh, and 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 you'll find out why later on. I've got the sound clip here from the first interview we ever did. <laughs> um, I'm I'm I mean like the last two um, ESW performances we went to go see. Uh, he's been fantastic. Uh, him and Zach Gowan uh, tag teaming together and just just putting on a show. It, it really is something to watch. And uh, uh, it's funny when you just kind of make a statement in a group with people that are networked and it happens because that's that's how this one happened oh i know absolutely <laughs> and that, that's what's awesome is the fact that he's 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 like already writing for cheap heat and uh we happen to know the guy who runs it and so yeah. he got us in touch and this is a pretty cool time pretty cool but I, I gotta i gotta say one thing um jt dayton huh what dayton Dayton, what? Dayton. Oh, oh, you mean? Oh, you mean Syracuse? Oh, whatever. I, I, I didn't have him getting past um, whoever they played Thursday. So if I did a bracket, I would have him losing before Duke lost. You know? well, yeah, I, I had him. I had him losing in that round. But to Dayton? Sorry, <laughs> I just. Yeah. You know what? And Stanford's beating Kansas right now. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> the, it's bizarre world of brackets. Uh, well, this year. I, 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 for those who. Don't don't pad me on the Facebooky thing. Um, I put on Friday after Duke lost. I go. I, I, ironic that the team the, the team that with the billion dollars on the line, the team that everybody picks to at least get out of the first round loses. You know, Duke, Duke loses. It's like, uh, yeah, I think some of this is rigged. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm so glad I didn't put I didn't like do any of this bracket stuff because I you know it, it's it's funny I was watching the Tonight Show last week and uh, they were they were you know making fun of uh, you know president uh, Vice President Biden mm-hmm. and this is his bracket and he's got uh, Air Bud to win in the <laughs> I'm like you know that the, the, the funny shit is that would probably be my fucking bracket too because I don't know anything about college basketball no, at all neither do I man I don't even know anything about professional basketball anymore yeah. like. Well, okay, here's what you need to know about professional basketball nowadays. It's a joke. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know that. <laughs> it's LeBron James and everybody else. That that's it's LeBron James, the rapist Bryant, and um, <laughs> a bunch of other douchey players that you know they they rape and pillage the at the college basketball. <laughs> I I saw this picture of LeBron James getting carried off the court with a leg cramp. Yeah, I remember yep. that. With the picture of Rich Peverly <laughs> like nearly dying yep. on the bench at the Stars game, and it's like. Carried off the court with a leg cramp, dies on the bench, wants to know if he could go back in. Yeah, gets revived. Yeah, and I asks saw to that. Come back I in. read it. It was so disappointing <laughs> because he didn't die. It was I, it, you know, and that that just goes to show you how much better hockey is than everything else. 
It is still pretty manly of him, though, to just get back in. <laughs> well, uh, well, they, they stopped the game right there, but Lindy Ruff, the coach, said the first thing that he said when they revived him was, how much time is left in the first period? Jeez. <laughs> he literally wanted to go back out and play. The guy needs a specially fitted pair of pants for the size of the balls that he has. Um, Hockey players are programmed weird. Oh, they're, 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 a, they're, a, they're a very rare breed. Oh, they're fuck, sur- yeah. <laughs> Are we all talking about oh. grown, burly men who I skate? <laughs> Gee, I think this means you have to next week um, it, bring bring Charles Barkley back to um, <laughs> do your SmackDown review since he predicted Syracuse was going to kill Dayton. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I, I just saw him interviewing uh, the guys from Dayton, and you could see the anger in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I should never have let him out of the cellar. I just want to kill you all, you motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, speaking of speaking of next week, let me Perfect. tell you. Let me oh, tell you about oh. next week. Oh God, yes. We're we're still waiting on one guest to be confirmed, but we already have confirmed two others. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, uh, I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight. <laughs> uh, Andrew J. Reimers will be here next week. Yes, he's going to perform for us. Yes, he is. Uh, and and, the, and and we had a reason for that, and that's the guest that we're still waiting to confirm. But we'll we'll get to that <laughs> when we get to that. We're we're just waiting for that to be official. Uh, the other guest we have is uh, Rob Schamberger, who is a great. Artist paints all the paints pictures of all the wrestlers. He's actually uh, officially working with WWE WrestleMania weekend. He's going to be selling stuff at Fan Access. Oh, that's cool. So that's that's awesome. I mean, I'm, we, I'm glad to have him on the show. We've already we've already got two great guests lined up, and then we got a possible third. It's going to be. I mean, that's just well. Beautiful. The, the funny thing is, is that the third is the first one we had booked, and now <laughs> it's like uh, I'm not sure if we're getting this guy. <laughs> we, we have so many guest books next week. Mark had to take the week off. Yeah, I know. And, and, so and all, all Mark's fans, I'm sorry he won't be here next week. I'm, I'm going to have to get Gary Barnage to call in with his WrestleMania picks because that would be when we would do our Wrestlemania picks with him because he's going to be in New Orleans that's true that's true on on the uh, 6th the day of Wrestlemania and the day of Wrestlemania we've got one of the dudes from uh, Booker T's on here mm-hmm. with us yeah that, that's going to be awesome man it's 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 going to be an incredible crazy friggin weekend Brian Lee Muller will be back that week yes uh I'll be here with him. Uh, we'll be fresh off a, sh- a show in uh, Limestone, New York, the night before. So you're gonna drive to Limestone. Oh, so you're, you're basically gonna be in bed. Gotcha. No, I'll, I'll, I no because <laughs> if, if Brian's gonna be here, I'm gonna be here because I'm not gonna let that little peckerhead uh, uh, show me up. There's just no way. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm. You know, I think he got me sick the other day, man. <laughs> he seems to make people sick on a daily basis. Well. <laughs> Oh, he comes up to me. I, I was at your show last Saturday, mm-hmm. and he comes up to me. He's like, "Oh, oh, dude, I'm out." Like, and the first reaction is like, "Fuck you, dude! You're you're the first guy that would yell at me for leaving early." You know, <laughs> he's like, "No, no, dude! Like, I'm sick. I, I don't feel good. I was just in the bathroom for like 20 minutes. Like, oh shit. Well, then go home." And he's like breathing in my face when he's telling me all this. It, it and it doesn't help that he was he had just had a shit sandwich so it was really bad, <laughs> um, but yeah yeah um, no I promise I'll be here for the WrestleMania uh, sh- the day of show because I have to be here t- to watch WrestleMania t- with t- my t- friends. Take a vote if George doesn't show up for Board Wrestling Fan Radio that day he doesn't get to watch WrestleMania. Yes, I you know yes. what I agree. Yes, <laughs> yes, I I, I totally yes. agree with you and I I promise that if uh, for some reason I don't show up to BWF, 
I will skip WrestleMania out of shame. <laughs> Just pure shame. Speaking of all that, you know, I, I, I'm, at, I'm at a point where I'm not still sure if I'm even going to watch WrestleMania because, you know, what opens that week, hmm. the new Captain America movie. Oh yeah, that's true. And Holy shit. my, but one of my buddies, one of my friends from that works with my girlfriend, wants to go see it that weekend, and that's looking like I might be going to see that instead of watching WrestleMania this year. <laughs> you know what I'm doing WrestleMania weekend. I'm I'm hoping to be able to take a three day weekend. I'm hoping my boss is actually taking me seriously when I tell him that I want a three day weekend. Yeah. Uh, so on Friday, I'll be going to see Diceros at the Rock in Buffalo in yeah. West Seneca. Yeah, baby. I'm gonna. It's a. It's a gonna be a great weekend. Uh oh, George. Yeah, how do you pronounce that again? Diceros. Dinosaurus. Di- yeah. <laughs> Diceroni, the Buffalonian treat. <laughs> George Humble, George Humble, the Joe Cena before WrestleMania, <laughs> WrestleMania weekend. Well, I pay to see that. <laughs> well, here's the thing: I'm playing two shows uh, in two nights. I'm going to have a show on Friday and Saturday, and, and he still I- says he'll be here on Sunday. Yep. Damn straight. Saturday night, I am not going to the Lost Elysium show. No, no, that's a hell of a drive out, man. That's too hours. I'm going instead to the Empire State Wrestling show. I'm hoping to be working it. I, I hope they like get a hold of me. Like, dude, you want to you want to referee at this show? I am so fucking jealous of you right now because I saw some of the card already. Um, so yeah, I've I'm seen g- a little bit of the card. I, I know, uh, I know, Tyson Dukes is wrestling uh, Brandon Thurston. Yes. which is going to be just a hell of a wrestling match. And um, oh god, yes, absolutely. And um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's Colin Delaney versus uh, Chris Cooper. That would make sense yes. considering the ending of the last show, which yes. means Lars will be there. Oh man, <laughs> dude, I'm serious. I'm seriously fucking bummed out that I'm going to miss this show to play a show out in limestone now i love you my... gotta be there right they can play without you <laughs> if brian had his way i think he they would <laughs> but, I, but i gotta be there and and i'm gonna have fun doing it because you know i i love my bandmates and everything and it's it's gonna be fun but joe's gonna be having a different kind of fun and i'm gonna be just i'm gonna be green with envy so so real quick before we before we call gregory iron i i, I just want to talk about uh, something that happened on monday night raw and that is uh, Triple H made it so that if him and if he wins, he's in the title match, or if Brian wins, he's in the title match. So who's predicting that Triple H is going to bury Daniel Bryan and win the WWE title? Well, they already have your money from the network, so you can't get a that's, refund. That's true. So the conspiracy theorists would say, you're fucked. Ha ha ha, sucker. You already spent the money. See you by SummerSlam. Don't forget we automatically renew. <laughs> now, no, on the don't. other hand, the obvious they can't hear that. is right. too obvious, and they got to throw something in there to make you think it's not going to happen because there was nothing on the line. And I don't think there's anything else to say, but go ahead, other people. Yeah, at first I was like, just, what the fuck? But then over time I, I started to think, like, gee, it just, it, it gives the, the first match more edge. You're not just watching to see Brian win, you're watching and hoping to God he'll win. <laughs> But at the same time, it's Triple H in the match, so you're kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah, he has yeah. a lot of stock and shovels. Yeah, it's here's, <laughs> I, I do what's best for business. Here, I'm over because it's best for business. Here's something, here's something I find interesting. I was watching uh, an old SmackDown this morning on the WWE Network, and it was the one where John Cena debuted. You guys know who also made his debut, wrestling debut, on that episode of SmackDown? 
Anybody? Um, Dolph Ziggler. No. Shit, we're talking John Cena's debut. Uh, like two, 2002? June of, June of 2002. It wasn't Orton. It wasn't Orton, but he was in the match with the other guy. Oh, <laughs> Which just makes this whole thing even funnier. Oh, son of a bitch. Batista? It was Batista. Oh, fuck. Deacon Batista? Was Deacon the... Batista. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was Devon and Deacon Batista against, uh, who the fuck was it? Farouk and Randy Orton. Oh, yeah, because it was the right to censor days. No, it wasn't. It wasn't? No. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah, that was. No, that was after that. Oh, it was when. Yeah, they split up the Dudleys and they yep. made. Uh, yeah, one went to Raw, Bubba went to Raw, Devon went to SmackDown, became a reverend, and he had Batista as his deacon. <laughs> the old draft days. And, uh, yeah, and so so it was, not only was it Cena's debut, like, altogether, overall debut, mm-hmm. it was Batista's in-ring debut. Shit. <laughs> and he pinned Randy Orton with Spinebuster. Ruthless the crush. here we are 12 years later. God damn it. You know, you know the funny thing I is, oh, before we get to you call my notes two fifteen, but um, what we'll back to doing watching all that. Remember that I told you how we, I watched the old um the 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 raw that Vince buys WCW, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they they I watched um they that was a week before WrestleMania. They basically didn't really tout WrestleMania that much. Yeah, you go, you f- you fast forward, and you you see the Royal Rumble 2012. Every 15 seconds, they say WrestleMania. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> All right, let's get uh, let's uh, add people to this call and put the number in there, and uh, add to call if I can. There we go. Ding. That one. Add to call. Let's get Gregory Iron on the line here, or attempt to. <laughs> So keep your fingers crossed, kids. It's not even like ringing. Or, there it oh, goes. There it is. Oh, there you go. Hi, you've reached the voicemail of Greg Smith. Oh, uh, we we got his voicemail. We well, got his voicemail. We'll we'll get a hold of Cassidy and we'll see what's going on. Yeah. So until then, you know, we could <laughs> we can we can bullshit some more. Yeah, we can talk amongst oh. each other. You know, I'll give you a topic. Grape nuts. They're neither grapes nor nuts. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I clicked on Facebook, and the first thing I got is a message from Cassidy. Assume the interview starts soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we tried that already, bub. Wow, wow, wow. He says, try again. Okay. <laughs> right, now, I'm, right now, I'm voting for the Revolver Golden God Awards. Sorry. Oh, nice. Let's, let's nice. try again. Cassidy says, try again. Let's let's try one more First time. First you don't succeed, try try again. First you don't succeed, quit. Yep. Let's see if we get him this time. There it goes. It's ringing. Hi, you reach the voicemail. Nope, got his voicemail again. Okay, so we tried again. Speaking of voicemails, did you did you listen to the one we left you last week, George? I I got to part of it, and for some reason my friggin' phone cut me off. <laughs> um, apparently, ever since my uh, I ever since I updated the systems in my phone, my phone's been acting like a complete bitch. And what uh, do you what type of phone do you have? I have an HTC um, something or other. 
Oh, okay. HTC turd fucking phone. There. Ca- Cassidy says, hang on, I was just talking to him. Get the fuck off the phone with him so we can call him and do the damn thing. He isn't answering. <laughs> exactly. That's why it's going to voicemail after one ring. It's because Cassidy's fucking with him. <laughs> damn it, Cassidy, get off. <laughs> Not like that either. Cassidy. <laughs> You're fired. That's right. That's what's best for business. <laughs> I like how the dude brother is now the uh, the header in our group <laughs> on Facebook. <That's laughs> I fucking love it, man. <laughs> we were discussing other like variations of that. Yeah, I, I <laughs> think, think I saw some of it. Oh boy, you know something, brother? I haven't been. He just sent me his I've number. Been working again. on this biggest WrestleMania thing of all time, dude, brother. <laughs> it's about well, time someone shared that's this. The number I was calling. Let me try again. All right, sor- sorry, JT Hogan. We're gonna try one more time. And see if we can get a hold of Mr. Iron. Let's try this again. There it goes. It's ringing. It's ringing. Shh. All right, that's three times, and there hasn't been a charm. So we... We're going to have to chastise Cassidy quite a bit. <laughs> Life happens, whatever. Shit happens, and then you flush. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, that's all right. That's all right. We we will make do because we are pros like that. Um, and I, I have a blue uh, blue ribbon here. And it says winner. Uh, no, no, no. I don't. I can't drink that stuff. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so you get you get a blue ribbon. I've got a gold medal. Uh, What's your blue well, ribbon? <laughs> it says winner. So, uh, so apparently I got it from Charlie Sheen. Wait, Winning. wait. You have a gold medal? And I, what? Joe does. <laughs> I, Joe I, does. When we were looking to uh, to get the, the, the trophy for uh, Jamie and Alavencia, mm-hmm. I got uh, I got a catalog in the mail from Champion Trophies or, or whatever the hell they're called. <laughs> and there was this just a medal in there. Like, like hey, look. Look, look at <laughs> what know. we can do, <laughs> and and for what it's worth, that that is uh, the a big award. And uh, Joe got it for being cool and good people. Well, he got he he won a gold medal for opening a book. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and that's why reading is important, kids. Because <laughs> you never know what you're gonna find. Dude, that's why you just know half the battles, you brother. Oh my god. I found a flask in my uncle's dictionary, and I drank every drop. <laughs> that explains a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can see through time now because it was bleach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to get this. Holy shit. <laughs> Cassidy says try again. <laughs> We're going to do this if it kills us. <laughs> and Cassidy told him not to text him for a few. Jesus. <laughs> Let's try this again. <laughs> Any second now. There it goes. And thing's broken, so he can't call us. <laughs> nope. Ah, oh, someone a bunch. I got it again. Some of a gun. Someone a gun. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, we can have him call, and George and I can hear him and interview him, but yeah. you guys can't hear him. <laughs> we don't shitty. want. We don't want to steal. You know, we don't want to steal that sunshine. So we, <laughs> we'll just keep trying. We'll keep trying. Let me try one more time. Let's try this. Thanks, Alan. <laughs> Let's see. I and I don't even know what the hell's wrong with it. Why it won't work? <laughs> like I've tried different things trying to get it to work, and it's just not working. Okay, it's ringing again. 
Ah. Ah, you do. Uh, I'm getting used to that sound now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not going to believe it's him until it rings more than once. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Oh well, it, you know we we this is this is the beauty of live yeah. live radio. You know it happens, and we're we are professionals. As he, I, he's as gonna I restart his phone. <laughs> you gotta love modern technology, man. It's it, great. It, it's just it if he had a landline. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he's gonna restart his phone, and and hopefully Cassidy will tell us to call him back. I don't know what's hopefully going. Hopefully this works out. This is fun. Cause I'm excited, man. Like I, I, I and, it, and it's it's obviously his phone, right? Because we we shouldn't be getting his voicemail if his phone's working. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, it. it but you know, we can take solace in it being the right phone. <laughs> yeah, we we know that. <laughs> yeah, you know, he kind of gave out his own real name on air, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, Fabe, you've got to edit that out. Yeah, we'll yeah, it won't it won't be anywhere past the live broadcast. <laughs> Sure, will because I'm gonna waste the 15 <laughs> minutes to take it out. <laughs> oh, anybody that's listening to this podcast after it becomes live, pay no attention to the voicemail sounds. <laughs> there we go. Uh, uh, we can that's your theme for the week, isn't it? Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yes, yeah. damn straight, uh, and it works really well. And by the way, did you see Noah's cop costume? No. Oh my God! We'll it, have to we'll we'll talk about that off here. Yeah, we'll yeah. We'll, you and I will talk about that or during song break if there is one or whatever. But well, I mean, I'm sure not. Chris fucked up and didn't pick a song. I'd... Oh well, yeah, we'll find something anyway. We'll he figure it fucked out. up. He fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all right. Um, but <laughs> well, I can grab a song seeing as I'm not going to be here next week. Ooh. We totally can have next week. Ooh, can we do that? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we've been swapping around all the last few weeks. I yeah, we're all friends. Yeah, we're with that. Yeah, speaking of, speaking we've got a of, musical guest next week anyway. Yeah. So. Speaking of, speaking of, George, you missed it last week. I picked the winery dogs. Oh, my you song fucker. last week. You fat fuck had to stay home and sleep. <laughs> <You> fat fuck. <laughs> oh, J- JT. Uh, all right, I'm being told to call now. <laughs> okay. Oh, JT, well, let's, you're awesome. let's try this again. <laughs> let's see what we get. <laughs> It'll ring any second now. Okay, it's ringing. There's that one ring again. Be very quiet. We got two. Two oh, rings. Hello. Hello, Gregory Iron. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? We finally got you. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure this isn't a voicemail? <laughs> <laughs> Please leave a message after the beep. <laughs> You <laughs> called about ten times. It's about the tenth call we finally got through. And meanwhile, I, got... I, I I don't know what the problem was, man. Uh, freaking technology. You uh, know? I was actually gonna say that. Screw technology. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we've got. Meanwhile, we've got Cassidy. Try him again. Like, okay, we just tried him like five seconds ago. Right. Oh, uh, you gotta love him. Gotta love him. <laughs> well, welcome to BWF, sir. It's a pleasure Thank to have you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, man. I've been I've been wanting to get you on this show for like two years now, and uh, oh, like okay. I, I've been tweeting you, and you never respond to me. So, that's <laughs> oh, God, that's I'm a, sorry. Man. That's, you know, you know I, look, I've, I've had a lot of concussions. Sometimes I look at stuff, and I I do this not just with people on Twitter and Facebook. Sometimes, but like people in my my family, it's just like like tweet me, and I look at it, and I mean to tweet them back right away, and then I'll see something else. It's I don't know if it's. Uh, 
OCD or something like that, but I just, I like, I'm, I need to get back to people, and then I space out, like, if I literally just do it right then and there, like, I, I, I may forget. I mean, mm-hmm. between cerebral palsy and concussions with brain bleeding, I mean, I'm all messed up in that. <laughs> hey, but you know what, we still, we still have nothing but the best respect for you, sir, you're awesome. It could be worse. Oh, you could you, be you, you could be Trent Beretta and be like, no, I just don't want to do interviews. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, at, the, at the same time, I mean, there's a lot of uh, there there are a lot of podcasts and blogs out there, and I, I can't tell you uh, how many times I get like uh, you know requests from I don't know, will you be on a podcast? And that's like a twelve year old kid. I mean, what, what, what's that going to do for anybody? You know, it's like I, I, <laughs> we we act like twelve year old kids, but we're all in our thirties. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we, we try to be adults. <laughs> right. Well, you know, we. I first heard of you when you when CM Punk came to see you on on that sure. indie show, and then we had Johnny Gargano on was our first guest that we ever had, <laughs> and okay. our guy that was doing the interview with me, uh, he asked Johnny about you, and I actually have the clip here for you. Okay. <laughs> so here's the clip of Johnny Gargano. Let me find the button here. Yeah, I know that you've been a, a close friend of Gregory Iron for uh, a lot of years. I know that he came up with you in the business. Um, what do you think of his recent meteoric rise to uh, uh, indie fame? I think it's awesome, man. Greg deserves it. Greg works harder than a lot of people know. Uh, he also has to work extra hard especially given his ability to work even harder in the ring, uh, especially even work harder in the gym. I mean, he has a great physique. And, I mean, look at that. If you look at a lot of independent professional wrestlers, a lot of them don't go to the gym. A lot of them don't work out. Gregory Iron has cerebral palsy, and he still goes to the gym with me almost every single day and works out. And, <laughs> I mean, if a guy who has only one hand has a better body than you, so let that say, <laughs> I mean, come on. You got it. It's a huge inspiration. It's, uh, he's really good for what he does. He's really good uh, at working hard. He's really good at captivating an audience and having an emotional aspect to his matches. And, I mean, he's really, when you think about it, he's a professional wrestler's dream, especially a heel professional wrestler's dream. Because if you're in the ring with him, you're, you're going to be the biggest heel in the world if you do something to him. Because he's the ultimate underdog, and I think professional wrestling like, really needs an ultimate underdog, and they can really get behind an ultimate underdog like Gregory Iron. So I think that's why people latched on to his story so much. And he has an amazing story. I mean, how his childhood was so horrible and how he's uh, actually not let that affect him and he's let professional wrestling shine through and live his life the way he does. I think it's a huge inspiration. So we did that interview, and then as soon as that interview was over, I tweeted. Because <laughs> like, yeah, i got to talk to this guy now. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's actually funny hearing all that from Johnny. Too. I mean, obviously I've known Johnny for a lot of years, and yeah, everyone knows the the public version of Johnny, you know, in the ring and on social media and everything. But it's like me and Johnny have been so close for all these years. It's like you know, for a long time I lived right upstairs from. So I mean, we're we're more like brothers than best friends. So I mean, there's been we argue like brothers. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like most of the time when he likes something, I'll just dislike it just to just to be difficult and 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 create a problem. So I mean, uh, I, I mean to get a compliment from Johnny Gargano is really like pulling teeth. So uh, <laughs> it's it's really cool to hear that from him. And uh, you know, I I mean I I admire that guy so much. Uh, he's not just an incredible wrestler, and he's been that way since. 
since the day I met him, basically, I mean, at 18 years old, the, the dude was ahead of his time, and, um, you know, he, he's helped me so much both in gym and in the ring and, and in life, really. I mean, Johnny Gargano is one of the, and I, I don't say this with exaggeration, he's one of the most, um, he's one of the most positive people I know, and, and he, he has strong morals and, and ethics, and he stands by them, and particularly in wrestling, you don't meet a lot of guys like that, so I'm, I'm just very thankful to have trained with Johnny, to been trained by Johnny, and, and just uh, to, to have developed such a close uh, friendship and bond with him over the years. So then to hear that from him, uh, it, you know, it really means a lot, and, and he's helped me in so many ways. So I'm, I, I appreciate you guys playing that clip. So now we got to get him back on and play that clip. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See, we we, we will. <laughs> Trust me, we will. <laughs> God forbid we, we actually you know, uh, connect like that personally. <laughs> on, on the plus side, we can have a conversation told in five different interviews. There you go. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Mark, whatever that buzzing is, man, it's coming from your end. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Spammed it. I, I unmuted myself to say that, but I'm being... Spammed on Facebook, so my phone is going off like mad. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's, that's that's what's causing the buzzing. Okay, <laughs> now now we know where it comes from every week. That's right. I, I happen to see it was coming from Mark's. <laughs> anyway, uh, George and I actually Not got to. Week. I usually spend a lot of time muted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> George and I actually finally got to see you wrestle uh, first a couple of months ago, uh, and then last month again with uh, Empire State Wrestling with uh, 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 Zach Gowan. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, and cool, cool. <laughs> and uh, awesome, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're impressed, man. We're, we we really are. Like, I've I've heard about you. I've I've seen YouTube clips of you and everything, and I've heard about you from other, you know, other people that have seen you. And we we finally got to see you, and that was that, that was, was just incredible. Awesome. I I I mean, seriously, just to to watch the way that you and Zach perform in the ring and and you know work together and just to see it was just pure entertainment to watch the matches that you that you guys had. Um. It just like I couldn't, I couldn't like my jaw was dropped the whole time because it it was so much fun, you know. There was all, it was just, I mean, you know, I I I might just be gleaming a little too much, but that's just. Me. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I appreciate that, and, and I think Zach and I individually, I think people who have heard our stories know that we have something special, and so when you combine two stories like Zach and I, I mean, Zach has one leg, he survived cancer. I have one good arm. I've overcome cerebral palsy. Uh, you know, he didn't have the best childhood. Um, you know, he he didn't know his dad growing up. Um, I, you know, had parents that were physically punching each other in the face, and my mom was a crackhead. So, I mean, like, uh, you know, despite the obstacles in our lives, lives uh, you know, we both had professional wrestling. And, you know, obviously he started in WWE in 2003, and I saw him when I was 16 years old, and he made me think for the first time, hey, maybe I could do this because it was never a thought before I saw Zach so I mean just I mean you can't write a story like like the handicap hero story that just how it came together I mean you know I met him when I was 18 when I started training and it, it just kind of blossomed from there we started we teamed once in 2010 uh, he thought it went really good and uh, a year later a promoter Joe Dombrowski out of Cleveland uh, he started booking us in Cleveland Ohio and uh I mean, we just start traveling ever since, and uh, it's, it's, for me, it's surreal to be able to team with one of my personal inspirations, and, and to be able to share a ring with him, and, and, and now to share a friendship with him. I mean, like, if you would have told me that 10 years ago, that I, I would be 
very close friends with a guy I was watching Moonsault on the big show on, on SmackDown, you know, I would think you're crazy. But it's just, it's weird how life works when you actually go after something that you really, truly are passionate about. I got to tell you, man, it's it, just watching the two of you go, it's just, it, you, you don't even realize that he's missing a limb and you have one good arm. You guys just, you're imp- very impressive in the ring. I got I to tell you. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, you you brought up your your uh, you know your childhood, and I, I didn't realize. Like I I know the clip from Johnny mentions your childhood, and I never really looked into it until I started doing the research for the interview, and I didn't realize how bad it actually was. So you've overcome oh, yeah. a lot more than anybody really knows, mm-hmm. and that's yeah, yeah. I think I think a lot of people when they hear my story, you know, just this, this kid's wrestling with Cerebral Paul, like that in itself. I mean, I guess is like something really incredible i mean you, you see so many stories out there with people with disabilities or, or physical and mental challenges that are going out there and doing stuff that in theory people think they shouldn't be doing so just that by itself kid with cerebral palsy becomes pro wrestler it, it really baffles a lot of people but then when you really look beyond the surface of the situation i mean there's a lot more than meets the eye i mean i you know i was born with cp and i was one pound premature but growing up you know, my my mom and dad were always at each other's throats because my mom was addicted to crack, and uh, you know she was selling a lot of our stuff for money. My dad at times had to literally sleep with his jeans on, with his wallet in his back pocket, with his money, so my mom wouldn't steal from him. And of course, she would try to anyways because when you're addicted to drugs, you're going to do anything to try to get your fix, and that led to you know verbal and physical confrontations. The police always over my house and. Uh, you know, that, it got really brutal, and, uh, yeah, I think for a lot of people, uh, kids especially, going through something like that, it, I think they look back at that stuff, and a lot will use that those situations that it, as excuses to repeat the same things that they see their parents do. They'll start doing drugs, they'll become abusive, both physically and verbally, and I, I like to think that credit to myself and a credit to my brothers, you know, because I have two brothers uh, that are younger than me, um, somehow we we turned out okay but i mean i i, I gotta think that a part of me is a, just a little off because there's got to be something mentally wrong with you to uh want to do what we do in professional wrestling you know i mean you're, you're basically uh you know falling willingly over and over and over again on your back you know and for, for in the beginning for little or no money uh in the hopes of making your dream come true so i mean that to be a professional wrestler there's got to be something a little off about someone but uh in general, you know, it's, it's an art and a passion that has kept me going, and, and it's probably why I'm still around today. So you see Zach Gowan on SmackDown, you say, hey, you know, if, he, if this guy with one leg can do this, so can I. What what, what was the general reaction when you went and, and started uh, trying to get into pro wrestling? Well, my, my first endeavor into trying to get into business was uh, I met this kid at school named Dave Dawson. And so it was, it was uh, my senior in high school, and I was I just turned 18 and he brought me this flyer for a uh, Cleveland All Pro Wrestling show and I remember I, I wanted to go because the headliners on the show were Chris Saban and as you know faithful workout years later uh, CM Punk one of my personal favorites and so I, I really want to go to the show because I want to see Saban and I want to see Punk because uh, I love his Ring of Honor stuff and for whatever reason I think that was like April of 2005 it didn't work out and I, I didn't get to go and uh, eventually, I ended up going about three months later. Um, 
July of 2005 to a Cleveland All-Pro show, uh, and the main event was Buff Bagwell versus Chris Hamrick, and uh, so that drew me into the show, and I remember that I gave J.T. Lightning, who promoted the show, a, a call right before I attended that event, and uh, I was asking him questions, and it's... I was looking at the flyer, and there was a phone number on it, and it was a 216 area code, so it was just a regular phone number, and it, but it said CAPW hotline. So like a dumbass, I called his phone number, um, and, and a woman answered the phone, and I hear a baby crying in the background, and I stupidly ask, uh, is this the CAPW hotline? And I just hear a big sigh, and she goes, yeah, hold on. And, and I get on the phone with JT Lightning, and I'm asking him about training. and. I wasn't really sure about training to be a wrestler. My mindset was, okay, I, I, I kind of work out, but I still have this disability. Maybe I could be a manager. Uh, I think I could be a good talker. I don't know. So I'm trying to pitch this, and he goes, well, what's your statistics? And I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is not going to be impressive at all. And so I tell him I'm 5'5", 130 pounds. I have cerebral palsy, blah, blah, blah. And I, I distinctly remember JT going, well, let me ask you this is wrestling in your heart and for me that was like uh, that was a moment because when he said that it really hit me and I just had this feeling like no other feeling that you know I could ever describe and I think that was the the knowledge that yeah wrestling was in my heart I, I conveyed that to him and uh, that inspired me to go to the show check it out with Buff Bagwell and uh as the months went on, I got my foot in the door by selling tickets for JT. Another local promotion, Absolute Intense Wrestling, started letting me be a security guard at ringside, as unintimidating as that sounds for a five foot five guy with cerebral palsy. I basically just stood outside the ring with a few other guys who wanted to train with an AIW shirt on and kind of crowd controlled. And uh, in April of 2006, I got the courage. I, you know, didn't want to live in regret. And I finally decided I was going to step foot in the CAPW school and give training to try. So I paid 50 bucks for a tryout. I got my ass kicked. And in wrestling, you know, most tryouts just are consist of you pay your money, you get beat up. And if you would like to continue to get beat up, no matter how good you are, they will keep taking your money. So <laughs> I'm sure I wasn't good that first day because I wasn't good for about a year or two after that. But I kept coming back and I kept paying the money because I wanted to not only be successful wrestling, I wanted to prove so many doubters wrong in my life, and I just kept going after it uh, starting in April of 2006. Do you ever have anybody kind of like say, no, I don't want to get in that ring, in the ring with the one-arm kid? <laughs> Do you ever have anything like that? Do you ever come across that? Uh, not that I know of. I mean, uh, I, maybe, maybe there were some doubters in the beginning especially, but I think as time has gone on, um, I, I think a lot of guys look at it as a as, as something different. I think a lot of guys look at it as a, a unique challenge, and I think a lot of guys also, you know, different end of the spectrum, depending on who you are. I think they look at it as a as an easy situation for them. I mean, especially if you're a heel, um, getting in there with me. Uh, I mean, who wouldn't want to have the ideal situation where not only are you a bad guy, you, you have the easiest thing to poke fun of uh, a, a guy's disability and. You know, no matter who you are, at some point in your life you've been bullied. And so for you to attend a show and you see this guy with one hand and then you see a guy who most likely is bigger than me and it not, <laughs> you probably can already kick my ass, but he's got to go above and beyond uh, 
all that and start mocking me for something I can't control. And I think that's the easiest way to get heat. I think guys look at that and, and uh, really do think that I, I'm a heel wrestler's dream. And, uh, I, I mean, I, I'd have to agree with that. I mean, the story, the story brings a connection with the crowd that I don't think a lot of other wrestlers can get. And, and it's very unique to me. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm very thankful that I was blessed with such a story. As a kid, I thought this disability was a curse, but little did I know in professional wrestling, uh, it's the one thing that gave me a chance because I'm not six foot five and 275 pounds. Cerebral palsy and this gimp hand made me different and gave me an opportunity to be successful at the thing that I love. Speaking of guys bigger than you, when we saw you, you were wrestling against the uh, Rochester Wrecking Crew. We got to know how bad does Hellcat's chops hurt? Oh. <laughs> You know what? I had heard something about his chops from a fan before the match. I said, oh, yeah, whatever. And he gave me one chop, and that's all I needed. And I said, please don't chop me again. And that is, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's funny because I love to throw chops myself because being a smaller guy, I feel like i got to be fiery. i got to have a little bit of that fury. But, uh, yeah, Hellcat chops, uh, not fun. They didn't oh. enjoy it. Oh man, we, we felt bad for you just watching. <laughs> Seriously, like, like uh, I've seen I've seen the Rochester Wrecking Crew a few times, and just every time I hear those chops resonate throughout the uh, throughout the venue, it's just I can feel it. I feel sympathy pain in my damn chest. We usually see them wrestling bigger guys, and then then they're in the ring with with with, uh, with, with Zach Gallon and Gregory oh, Iron, who are man. not the biggest guys. <laughs> it just you. I think you you commented that you thought he was going to chop right through him. I, yeah, he really did. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if, if I, like I said, if, if there would have been more than one coming at me, uh, uh, there would have been a, a problem. <laughs> so, oh, that 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 just oh man, that'll do you in. <laughs> uh, for sure. Holy cow. You captured the uh, attention of the wrestling world a couple of years ago because uh, when CM Punk was uh, doing the, the thing where he left with the WWE Championship, he showed up at one of your shows <laughs> and surprised yeah. you, uh, which was awesome. How did that feel? Incredible, man. I mean, you know, I never in a million years would I have guessed something like that could ever occur for me. And, you know, it happened at the most important time in my life that you know, that time you come to when you're at the crossroad and you're trying to figure out god you know what i do next uh you know for me personally i had been wrestling at that point for five years for very little money and you know uh i don't want to sound egotistical or anything but i was getting to the point where i felt like i was getting better i was traveling more i was doing a lot more things in wrestling um i had these pretty decent exposure and i above all that I have a very unique character and, and gimmick and I'm just thinking to myself I mean geez like what do I got to do to stand out uh, what, what's the next step and, and in real life I had lost my real job which was supporting my wrestling habits so um, it was one of those things where leading up to that AAW show in Chicago you know six hour drive from Cleveland um, making barely any money I, it was the first time in my life I was considering canceling because I just I couldn't do it and I remember uh, Ricky Shane Page was texting me, he was the guy I was traveling with, because Danny Daniels, the promoter, was texting him that week for some reason, very adamant that I show up in Chicago that weekend, and uh, it was real weird. I had never done a show, I never did an AIW show and actually been on it, and I, it was always dark matches, pre-show matches. So, 
Ricky was like, hey, Danny really wants you to be there this weekend. You're, you're coming, right? And I'm like, I mean, I guess. Like, And he told me I was teaming with Cole Cabana. And for years, I had gone to Cole for advice, both at shows and, you know, I, I would write him on Facebook. And he was always very giving uh, when he didn't have to. He, he always made sure to take time out for me and, and tell me stuff that I needed to, to hear and, and stuff that I needed to learn. So I always appreciated that. So to be able to team up with him, I didn't want to miss out on that. So even though I didn't have any money, I needed to get to Chicago. So I went to my brother, who was working at a gas station at the time, and I basically told him my situation. And I said, hey, thank you 50 bucks. I'll pay you back after the show. I got to get to Chicago. I got a good opportunity team with this guy, Cole Cabana. He gives me 50 bucks. And boy, did that change my whole life because it's just, it's crazy to think if I would have just been like, I don't, I don't want to bug my brother. Uh, what could have happened, how different my life would be right now. So, I mean, he gives me the 50 bucks. I go to Chicago, CM Punk's there. I say hi to him. I remember he says hi back to me like he knows me. Like, legitimately at that moment, I was like, that was so weird. Like, he said hello to me as if he knew exactly who I was. And the whole night I'm pondering, geez, how do I go up to him and ask him for advice and, and just figure out what I do next? And I'm, I'm so nervous because I know he's going to be watching the match. Cabana's in it. We do the match, Cabana says all these great things about me, and goes to the back to get Punk. I think I'm just gonna be in the background of this WWE storyline, and Punk comes out, he walks up to me. I'm holding Cabana's towel in my hand, and before he even grabs the mic, he shakes my hand, and he leans forward, and he says, are you okay? You're fucking awesome. And for me, personally, I was like, wow, like that was, that was amazing. Like, no one's ever going to know that happened. No one's going to ever hear that he said that. But I heard he said it. Punk knows he said it. For me personally, I'm like, oh, this is this is sweet right now. Like, this is, like, worth it. And uh, then he grabs the mic, and he goes, <laughs> part of my language, but you're fucking awesome. And now the whole crowd heard it. But, like, for, in my mind, none of this is making sense. I'm like, okay, he just said this in front of everybody. <laughs> so he's like confirming that I am indeed <laughs> fucking awesome. So, uh, I mean, I was hearing the things he was saying, but it was all, it was all blurring together, man. I mean, I couldn't really truly have that moment sink in for what it was because for me, it was, a, it was like a dream, like literally like, okay, I'm in a dream right now. I'm going to wake up. And then, you know, when Cabana and Paul put me on their shoulders, I was just like, what? Like, I'm, I, my, for some reason in my mind, I'm thinking Bret Hart, WrestleMania 10. Like, why am I being paraded around the ring right now? Like, this doesn't make any sense right now. I, I'm literally thinking Punk's going to talk about the WWE title, and he hasn't mentioned it once. And the promo's all about me, so it makes zero sense. And I talk to Punk afterwards. I walk up to him, and I go, hey, because uh, I'm thinking to myself, there's no way he can tell me to F off now. I mean, he just said all those things in the ring, so I mean, I guess I... <laughs> <laughs> what do I have to lose? So I asked him if I could talk to him, and we went upstairs at the Berwyn Eagles Club in Chicago, and uh, you know we talked for like a half hour. And uh, you know he just he, some things I I remember that he told me, some things I don't. Cause it just I mean again, it just it didn't seem it didn't seem real. I mean I, I'm standing with the top wrestler in the world, having a conversation with him, a guy that I tried to go see in the same building that I've wrestled in for years back in 2005. You know, so like it just. I mean, again, you can't write stories like this. It just made no sense in my mind. And just after the show, uh, I walked up to Cabana as he was leaving the parking lot. I go, why'd you do this? Because I didn't understand it. I, I didn't know, like, why. Like, I mean, 
I never did anything for Cabana for him to do something so incredible for me. And he just looked at me and goes, consider this a gift, and now it's your job to run with it. And that's all I needed to hear. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, when I started getting calls from Sports Illustrated and ESPN, and, you know, I mean, things were taking off. And uh, I, I always listened to Cabana's words, and I, I started to run with it. And uh, I started to get a lot more serious about it. And I just, that was a moment in my life that I needed that confidence boost. I needed that moment to let me know, you can't quit now, Greg. You got to keep going. And, I, you know, I can never, ever, ever, in a million years, no matter what I do, thank CM Punk and Cabana the way they need to be thanked for that moment. Like, even if I got a WWE contract, which is, you know, the ultimate dream, I don't think anything is ever going to top, you know, that moment I had in Berwyn with, with those two guys. <laughs> yeah, and you, you can't keep thinking it's a dream because it's all over YouTube and it's even transcribed <laughs> in Wikipedia. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, 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 I, and I'm not a guy that watches a lot of YouTube videos, and I, I caught that. So, you know, I think everybody's sure. seen that. And then uh, we know you were trying to get into the Royal Rumble the following year. Did you ever get any kind of like call from WWE at all or anything? Not, not directly. I mean, uh, I mean, I heard the rumors like everybody else, but I mean, you know, that's exactly what it was. I mean, I was reading stuff online that you know Gregory Iron signs were getting confiscated from WWE events, and uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, um, I guess I read online that. The WWE felt like I, I don't know who reported if it was De, uh, Alvarez or uh, Meltzer or whoever, but uh, someone reported that uh, WWE felt like I had put their back against the wall and they were very mad about it. That uh, you know they thought that um, if they didn't put me in the Rumble, that they were going to be looked at as for discriminating uh, people with disabilities. And it wasn't like that at all. I mean, what it came down to it was I I never thought I was going to get in the Royal Rumble. That's what people think you know uh the you know, the, the haters if you want to call them uh, as much as i hate that expression the haters <laughs> uh on youtube and all that crap or you know that writing on facebook uh that you know oh you got try to get in the royal rumble you couldn't do it you suck blah blah, blah. like i never thought i was gonna get in the royal rumble was, uh, i mean wrestling is a business and you know going back to what cabana said it's your job to run with this uh, it was all about making some noise and keeping that momentum going from the CM Punk situation. So, um, yeah, I mean, I put up that, that video on YouTube, but it was like, uh, you know, to keep momentum going for me and to help promote the Chikara Eye pay-per-view. I mean, that's what it came down to. So I never got direct contact. Um, the, the pinnacle of the whole situation for me was, you know, getting to be on Fox News in New York and challenge Vince McMahon. I mean, as I'm on air doing it, I'm thinking to myself, what, what's happened in my life? I'm literally sitting in New York City, and on the way there, keep in mind, the engine to my car exploded. So, I mean, I had to hitch a ride to get to New York to, to finish the journey, to sit in that studio, and with makeup on and my hair all done up, I'm challenging the most powerful man in wrestling to fight me if he doesn't put me in the Royal Rumble. I mean, like, I, I'm just thinking, like, what what has happened in my life? It was just, it was just a surreal situation. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Do you, do you think that's hurt your chances to get in WWE going forward? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, I don't I don't think so. I think, you know, no matter what, I think my biggest obstacle is the fact that I'm five foot five with cerebral palsy. And I think I think um, you know, the standards for height obviously has changed over the years. Um, as messed up as a situation as it was, I really believe that the Chris Benoit situation in 2007 really changed the landscape of professional wrestling in the way that, you know, people on top of the business really 
um, view smaller athletes. I mean, it's a matter of, you know, you have to understand that I, I think today's wrestling fans don't see a guy who's five foot five, five foot six, five foot seven, five foot eight, look at him and go, oh, he doesn't look like a wrestler if he's athletic, if he's in good shape, if he's doing the things that the, that the guys that are six foot and six foot five can do. Um, I think that the mindset in WWE has always been for a long time is the underdog story isn't the guy who's five foot five like myself against the six foot eleven giant. For them, because of the way size has always been, it's always been the six foot eleven giant versus the underdog who is six foot one. You know what I mean? So like <laughs> even to WWE standards today, I'm still not even the league of the underdog. So I mean, to, to combine that with the fact that I have Shrew Baldy, I think that hurts me. But at the same time. WWE is, a, is an entertainment business, and, you know, from from their track record, especially in the last uh, few years, I mean, they seem to be about the stories that go above and beyond wrestling, and I think a story like mine and a story like Zach Gowan's, they transcend wrestling, and, and they go above and beyond, you know, the wrestling landscape, and they go into the entertainment world, and, and it, it goes into a world where you can help with those anti-bullying campaigns and things of that nature, and I really think that, you know, a story like mine is something that would... I guess, I don't know, bring something different to WWE, bring that unique perspective and, and change the perception of, hey, these guys aren't all six foot five, steroided up, monsters who yell and scream and don't have a brain. There's also, you know, here's this guy with a disability who shouldn't even be there, but he's overcome the odds and he's doing it and he's changing people's lives in the process. I think it's such a bigger story than professional wrestling. And, and I'm not saying that guys in WWE right now are steroids. I'm just saying, I mean, that's that's the perception from the average fan or the person that doesn't know anything about the business. And I right. think something like mine, my story would bring something unique and different to the table. So I, I feel like there's always a chance. I'll tell you, man, you, you may be shorter than me, but you do look like you could kick my ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, these muscles are for show, not for go. <laughs> I try to tell people, I try to tell people that about my fat, um, <laughs> but you, you know that that never works. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's like I, I shoot. I'm about five eight, about three hundred. And and I know it's not you don't look I know you could kick my ass. All right? <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Oh, trust me. I sh- dude, <laughs> I, I get winded reading a book. I, I it's it's I I'm not in the greatest shape if you unless you count spherical as a shape. <laughs> um, well, it is. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah, that's true it is. But <laughs> but I mean seriously, for all the work that you put in, I mean there uh you know, it just—it's nice to see a good payoff and to see the crowd, you know, you know, just getting behind you at, you know, at, during every match and just, you know, just to hear that that, you know, that response every night, um, and, and to and to see the number of people that 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 turn up for the shows to yeah. see you, um, that that's gotta that's gotta make everything, the whole journey, well worth it. I would oh, imagine. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's, it's what keeps me going. You know, I mean. Uh... Yeah, when I when I started wrestling, like I said earlier, is to prove a lot of people wrong. And somewhere along the way, um, you know, I had a real chip on my shoulder when I got into wrestling because I was so used to being bullied and and from my childhood, you know, I was such an angsty kid, so angry at the world. Somewhere along the way, I, I started to learn that here are these people with disabilities and problems in their life that can relate to my story. And all of a sudden, it stopped becoming about proving people wrong, and it started becoming about 
helping these people out by sharing my story, you know, if I, and, you know, cause I would get messages and emails from people telling me like what an inspiration I am. And, and I guess when you get into this business or, or any business in entertainment, you, I guess that's what you want to do. You want people to do that. But you know, when I look in the mirror, I'm just Greg. I'm, I'm Greg Smith. I'm not Gregory Iron. Uh, so when I get those messages for me, it's like, it's weird. Cause I'm like, dude, I'm, I mean, I'm just a guy. I'm like, I'm sitting at home. I'm reading this message. And I'm playing Nintendo. Or I'm watching WWE. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a nerd. Uh, you know, I, I don't. <laughs> I'm not cool, man. Like, I'm just doing, I'm just doing what I, I love to do. I, I was just, I just happened to not, not be scared for one second, and I stepped in the ring, and I, I kept going after that. You know what I mean? And so, um, for me, I'm just me. But for, for all these people out there, and they hear my story, and they see me wrestle. They look up to that, and I mean, if, if that's what they they need in their life, you know, I'll be that guy because um, I know what it's like to have wrestlers and 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 you know movie stars and things like that to look up to. You know, for me, you know, my superheroes are you know Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage and Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and guys like that. So I get it, and uh, if I if I'm their role model, then uh, I want to keep being their role model, and I want to be able to positively infect their life, and that's what it's all about. Awesome. You uh, you recently started writing for our buddy uh, Cassidy over at CheapHeat.com. We've read some of your stuff. Yeah. Uh, just one question about one of your articles, and that is, are you still going to keep buying DVDs and Blu-rays now that the WWE Network is out? Uh, as, as long as they're still putting out documentaries, absolutely. I mean, for me, uh, there's something. There's just something about having a physical copy of something for me. Like, even in the age of uh, MP3s and 4s, that you can just digital download things on your laptop. I'm not really into that sort of thing. I mean, I like the WWE Network because, you know, if I'm not at home, I can, I can like, watch something on my phone or something. And, and so it's, like, it's crazy to have all that stuff right at your fingertips. But for me, there's just, there's just something about having the physical copy of something. And I, I really feel sorry for, like, the next generation of kids because I feel like there's, it's just something that's lost in transition when, like, I mean, kids can't go into a video store uh, really any any more to like you know see a DVD and see the artwork and look at the packaging and read the back and just kind of like you know imagine what that what that match or what that movie is going to be about or, or see that video game that you want to rent and just imagine how cool it's going to look when you pop it into your video game system like that doesn't exist anymore everything's just right at your fingertips so I mean like uh, for me it's always going to be like a little rush to go to the store and like, oh man, the new DVD is out or whatever it is and just and buy it and, and have that anticipation of, of going home to watch it. Just based on George's reaction, I think you're his new best friend. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, I thought I was the only guy in this world that that, that thought that. <laughs> no, man. No, no you're not. Right I swear to you, every, every time, like I... Uh, there's a video store in, in the area here that uh, every at the beginning of every month they put out a little pamphlet that shows you all the movies that are going to be released during the month. And sure. I am just a gigantic dork. At the first of every month, I am at that video store picking up that pamphlet and and just figuring out what I'm going to pick up when at the video at at like the Best Buy or wherever I'm going to get get these things. And I swear to you, I I have this gigantic DVD and CD collection because I still believe in physical copies as well, and and that's yeah, me too. I'm definitely that way too. To hear all, to hear you say that, you know, <laughs> yes, yes, you are a wonderful man. <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, life. I think life is about the chase. I mean, if you 
if you're born and then you have everything, like what is there to what is there to look forward to? What is there to acquire? I mean, like, and as dumb as it's, it, I mean, this is no ways uh, in comparison to anything of any importance. But I mean, like, for me as a kid, I really wanted to collect every WWF pay per view, and so like, I mean, like, I would go to these video stores when they were going out of business, and they would sell them to me for like three, four, five bucks. These Coliseum home videos. I'd be like, okay, I need this one, and I was like strategically trying to figure out like which ones I was missing and and where I could acquire them. So, like, I mean, it was all about, like, finding these, these hidden treasures, I guess, in, like, these run-down video stores and, and acquiring them to add one more piece to my collection. So, like, now, I mean, there's some five-year-old kid who their parent bought on the WWE Network, and now they have everything that took me, you know, 26 years to get a hold of. So, I mean, it's just it's crazy to think about um, how much the WWE Network is going to really change the face of professional wrestling because now all these kids who might not have watched... I don't know, SummerSlam 92, they're going to be able to just, oh, okay, I guess I'll watch SummerSlam 92, and then they'll be able to figure out about the British Bulldog or the classic uh, Nails versus Virgil match. I mean, oh, there's just man. so much that they can watch. You know, they can go watch Judy Bagwell on a forklift. I mean, they're, they're really going to open their eyes and see a whole new world in professional wrestling. And I think it's going to change the business. That's no, the, the first thing I, when I, the WWE Network got working for me, that's the first thing I watched is Judy Bagwell on a forklift. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? I watched the Celebrity 2000 because I never saw it, so I got to watch uh, uh, David Arquette defend his world championship. I mean, why would I watch that first? <laughs> That's great. See, the, the, it's 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 a matter of that, and um, I I believe I forget what year it was, but I picked up uh, one of the Vengeance DVDs, and uh, okay. it was when DX faced the Spirit Squad. And, 2006. Uh, okay, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a very sad man. <laughs> no, that's great. I need that. I need that. I need the the input here because it was it was starting to drive me nuts. But um, part of the DVD was there was extras where they were showing the DX as Vince and and um, Shane McMahon skit and uh, when DX rained poop all over the all over the Spirit Squad and you can't yeah. like yeah, you don't you don't get the extras with the network. Yeah. So that, that's that's one of the beauties yeah, of still point. buying the DVDs and stuff because you're getting these things that you won't normally find, you probably won't see on the WWE Network. Um, sure. And and it's it's still a pleasure to be able to see that. Like I still, after all these times watching it, I will still watch the the DX as the McMahon skit because it still makes me laugh. Well, it, until I almost wet myself, really. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not afraid to admit it. I'll wear Depends watching that because i got to be careful. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's it, it, these are the types of things. This is why you need physical copies of things. All right? The WWE Network is great to a point, but it won't get you there. <laughs> Fair enough. Very true. So out of all the DVDs and tapes and everything you have, which one's the most worn out? Oh, God. I mean, um as a kid, uh, probably the events I would watch the most on tape were, uh, I mean, I, I grew up, you know, in the early nineties and like the big year for me, um, when I, when I really can remember stuff vividly that stands out, was like 91. So, I mean, Royal Rumble 91, WrestleMania 7, SummerSlam 91, 91, uh, I mean, those events for me, you know, those, I could even being like four or five years old, whatever my age was, like I, I vividly remember watching those pay-per-views over my grandma's house and, you know, recording the countdown show and, uh, 
just uh, you know, it was at the, the her VCR was so old that when we had to record, you had to push like play and record at the same time, and they're on like both different sides of the VCR. So you like you know, w- having one hand, it's like a difficult process for me. So I'm like pushing the buttons with both my fingers and <laughs> and recording the tapes myself, and I'm so proud. And so like um, yeah, I mean for me those things are worn out, and uh, a lot of tapes of mine that I owned, I ended up selling. Once I, you know, at things from like junior high and high school that I was recording, I got rid of them all. But for me, growing up watching wrestling with my grandma, after I would record them, you know, she would handwrite all the labels for me. So as many tapes that I got rid of after converting the DVD, uh, the only tapes that I've held on to are the ones that my grandma read on, wrote on. So um, I mean, I still have a box of like 20 tapes that she recorded for me as a kid um, from WWF, WCW that she wrote on. So, like, I mean, for me, um, anything from, like, 91 to 95 is completely wore out. Because, I mean, even when I didn't have cable, you know, that's all I would do is watch the same pay-per-views over and over and over again. I mean, uh, I, I don't like to admit this, but I've watched Uncensored 95 entirely too many times. I probably could tell you the... Uh, you know, the match between Dustin Rhodes and Black Top Bully by heart, and that's really sad. I, too, have a box full of videotapes from the old pay-per-views. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. have, I, have, I, have, I have a bunch of, you know, old VHS and everything. <laughs> so I just have everything. I still have, I not gotten rid of it. The, but, but the only thing I did, I had to do is, a few months back, I had to, my, my copy of Halloween, I had to retire it because I met the guy that played Michael Myers and he <laughs> signed it for me. So I'm like, I've got, I've got it now wrapped in plastic. So I can't have it. I can't use it anymore. So I had to finally get that on DVD. Wow. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, I guess the next question, where can, uh, where can we see you next? Where, where are you coming? Where are you coming to? Well, uh, next weekend I'm actually, I'm going on vacation in Georgia. So I'm actually, I actually have a weekend off. So that's, uh, that's that's a change of pace for me, but uh, the following weekend, WrestleMania weekend, I'm actually going to be um, in Wisconsin, um, wrestling down there. And uh, after that, you know, coming up in the future, I'm going to be on the way back to Empire State Wrestling next month and 2CW up in New York. And uh, you know, I've been doing a lot of stuff, a lot of weird, crazy stuff in absolute intense wrestling in Cleveland, uh, my hometown. Even though the fans don't respect me. Um, you know, I'm making their life miserable. I'm making Dato Scott's <laughs> life miserable. Um, I, you know, I'm I'm all I'm all over the place, and uh, I'm uh, I'm actually starting stuff with Extreme Rising whenever they decide to run again. I think it's coming up in May. Um, obviously, I'm traveling around with Zach a lot. I'm doing stuff for Smash Wrestling up in Canada. So I mean, I, I try to update my Facebook and Twitter all the time and let people know where I'm going to be at. And uh, you know, I'm I'm busy. I'm busy with wrestling. I'm busy with traveling. You know, all the writing I've been doing for. Uh, com and uh, you know with my I've been working on my autobiography with a guy uh, named Colin Hunter out of Canada an incredible guy runs kfabenews.com uh, couldn't ask for a better dude helping me out uh, so I mean I'm, I'm busy and I'm thankful to be busy because you know uh, I feel like there's big stuff in the future the big stuff that you know goes down wrestling if I never get signed to WWE I, what I'm working on right now is is stuff that will keep me in wrestling and keep me making money in wrestling for a long time to come and that's what it's all about like i want to contribute positively to this world that i've grown up and fell in love with and you know i'm living my dream and i couldn't be happier awesome man (laughs) well we'll let you get going 
And uh, it was great talking to you, man. I'm, I'm glad we finally got you on. We'll have to hook up again. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, if, if anybody out there wants to follow me on Twitter, follow me at Gregory Iron I'm on Facebook, facebook.com slash the handicapped hero. And, uh, you know, I try to, I try to communicate with people. That's what I'm all about. Uh, a lot of wrestlers aren't social on social network, but uh, that's, that's what I'm all about. So uh, thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. It was fun. Uh, I want to talk all day about wrestling. It's not. <laughs> hey, thanks, for, thanks for coming on, man. We'll get back with you real soon. We'll just talk, We'll just talk old wrestling, man. That's what we'll do. <laughs> For sure. We, we will do that. I, thank you guys again, and uh, you guys uh, have a great day. You, you too, too, man. Yeah, you Thanks too, man. A lot. Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right. Handicap hero, Gregory Iron. What a great, incredible story that that kid has. Oh, absolutely. Incredible, and incredible story. Just great to talk to him. You know, he's just really cool guy, and, you know, he's... A man after my own heart. Yes. <laughs> yeah. One of the fascinating things about him is he's really taking advantage of the internet and kind of bringing this uh, story to the audience. He, he made a brief mention about what's going on in absolute intense wrestling with uh, Vita Scott, right? Bottle incident. You see, they've been building this storyline up for months. If, uh, if you follow him on Facebook, and I do, uh, or Twitter, he uh, he's he's a big fan of bit strips, and uh, <laughs> he had this this constant uh, theme of making these comics on bit strips with him and Evita to build up to what this actual incident that just happened last week that he talked about. Um, I I haven't seen the match. Uh, it might be on YouTube by now. I don't know. I, I actually do want to see it because it kind of ties into uh, what Mike Quick Quackenbush is doing over in Chikara and the idea of utilizing the internet to work the fans. And I, I think it's brilliant. Um, we were just talking about being a, a geek and a nerd and being on the computer and whatnot. It just kind of like answered a question I had for him, which I didn't even bother asking because he answered it. Is how uh, how you know this generation of wrestling uh, wrestlers in wrestling they're really utilizing modern technology to help um, elevate the backstory when they don't actually have the ability to like put out you know television or anything. They don't need to. So it's uh, something we, we uh, if we do get him back on and we talk old school wrestling, we, we should ask him to compare um, how things were done then and how they were done now. I wanted to get the question in, but Joe kind of closed the segment. I'm like, ah. oh, oh, well. well. We were running <laughs> late on it, so. <laughs> uh, but we, we will have him back on. Oh, yes. Definitely. I, I, damn I, right. I definitely want him back on. He's a great guy to talk to. Fucking A, man. And, uh, and we could probably talk old school wrestling with him all day. <sighs> Seriously. <laughs> that, that that would definitely be co- pretty damn cool. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Mark sent me the new break song. And the problem with that is it's on the computer that I can't, you guys can't hear. Damn, <laughs> so damn, damn. damn. <laughs> uh, as George posts pictures of himself playing bass in Joe's... Joe's studio. Yeah, man. I, I, <laughs> I just got these pictures just a few minutes ago from uh, from the show that I had on uh, on Friday. And uh, I like them. I, I, I clean up pretty damn nice. So I'm just kind of doing that and, you know. So you it. can't play YouTube on the show anymore? I can. I just have to put it on the other computer. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Just for some reason, I, like, I, I have something in the news that you have to play. It's okay, yeah, and that's yeah, on, that's on the, that's on the, the main brother thing. <laughs> yeah, that's on the other computer. But uh, no, you know what it is? is? The computer I have Skype on for whatever reason it just won't play through Skype, <laughs> and it used to. I don't know why. Like I made some changes to be on the uh, Noah in the Morning Show on All Western New York Radio, but I switched everything back, 
and it's just not working now. I don't know if it was just the update from Skype or what that broke it, but something broke it. Damn. So what's uh, what's the break song here, Mark? I, I have it. It's a bit of a mini tribute, I guess you could say, to the way the crowd's been lately, and it's called Voices of the Crowd by Aviators. All right, here it is on BoardWrestlingFan.com. We'll see you in a few. Stand up. We are the voices of. We are the fire that won't burn. 
song i was listening to it and uh great now that's another damn group i gotta look up <laughs> <laughs> we gotta uh, i was chatting with cassidy a little bit during the break and uh he says uh greg iron seemed to enjoy the interview and he sent him a big facebook sticker as soon as he finished of a big smiley face <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> see now now at least at least we know he's he didn't get sick of us. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that he didn't get sick of us. <laughs> that, that's better than me. My this spam I was talking about was someone sending me their mother's age in unicorn stickers on Facebook. Oh my <laughs> lord! <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're talking about sixty in oh. a row. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, I'm just surprised JT didn't get fired. He <laughs> <laughs> did his research. Jesus. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I'm actually doing a bit now, and I have to say, I have to start watching indie wrestling. You have people called Hobo Joe oh, and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Mustachioed Braun <laughs> Oh my God. I'm, I'm looking at the names of some of these teams, and, it's <laughs> and other people. He was teaming with a guy named Hobo Joe, and then the, the other team was, oh. what is it, the Mustachioed What? <laughs> <laughs> if you wanna, if you wanna hear a good, another good interview with Gregory Iron, uh, you gotta check out the uh, the Art of Wrestling interview he did. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> and they called them him and Hobo Joe called themselves the Homeless Handicapped Connection. Oh, Jesus. yes, that's <laughs> that's all true. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> the Homeless Handicapped Connection. Wow. <laughs> now I just. <laughs> That just raises all sorts of questions. <laughs> oh my god. See, this is what I like about about wrestling is there's just so many colorful characters out there and Yeah. Oh god. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. 
Yeah. That's right. I'm still going to be posting on Facebook. Uh, I'm still going to be posting a bunch of pictures of me. So uh, anybody that's following me, get used to it. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> I, I mi- the thing is, though, I, m- I miss you liking hot women. Oh, dude, I'm still trying, but I'm trying not to do it as much because <laughs> I- I've been getting in trouble for that, apparently. <laughs> so I got- Not by us, you haven't. No, no, no. <laughs> You got in trouble by the by uh, the members of the female persuasion that uh, I I mm. I happen to be uh, oh, acquainted okay. with. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I understand. Now. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm do I'm still doing it, but I'm doing it with less frequency. <laughs> that's see, that's all. why I have a Twitter account. I see all the pictures <laughs> on the Twitter account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good move. Good move. <laughs> that's great. And besides, and you know those pictures that I'm posting on Facebook, uh, JT, you can feel freedom make fun of them uh you can feel free to oh to, no the, the ones you of you are that you look the, those are awesome I'm oh no not. but but I, I mean just to bust my balls man it's cool it's cool man we're friends you know you could do that whenever you want <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I you know i don't take offense to it um you know i i encourage it because then i can i can bust chops back <laughs> so apparently JT has a wrestling trivia question. Yes, I do. Ooh. It's 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 a music wrestling one. Oh, so guess nice. what band this is going to be about? <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder. <laughs> Fozzie's Hulk first. Hogan and the Brothers. Oh no, no, the Gentrys, oh, the Dude Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Album coming soon, Dude Brother. <laughs> it's what's best for business. Okay, so it's a Fozzie question. Um, the Fozzie's first record. Had eight co- cover songs. I <laughs> uh, eight of the ten songs were covers. Name? <laughs> c- can you name the six of the eight bands they covered? No. <laughs> Metallica. No. Oh, I was gonna say the hint. Iron Metallica Maiden is not one of them. Iron Maiden Iron is Maiden? one of them. Maiden um, is one. Iron of them. Maiden. Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne is another one. Black Sabbath. No. How about Rush? Rush. I think Black, Black, they did cover a Black Sabbath song, but it was on the second record. How about Rush? No. Damn. Credence Clearwater Revival. Kiss. How no. about Kiss? No Kiss. Okay, because those are two of his absolute favorite songs. So <laughs> Alice Cooper? No Alice Cooper. Um, The Carpenters. No Carpenters. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I thought I had it. <laughs> Diceros. Diceros! <laughs> Yes, Thank you, Mark. Sarah. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was 14 years before they formed. Yes, <laughs> well, we you know, <laughs> they were way ahead of their time. Just, I, I, I'm just <laughs> well, going to say that. That was how that was how they were they were touted. Okay, yeah. so here, here's here are the here are all eight bands. Okay. Um, Dio. Ooh. Crocus. Ooh. Oh, Twisted Sister. Damn. Iron Maiden. We got. Okay. You guys got Motley Crue. Oh, Ozzy Osbourne. We got. Scorpions. And Judas Priest. Shit. Now these are all the bands that ripped off Fozzie when they were stuck in Japan, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> it's like those the bands were painfully obvious, yet we couldn't get it. Yeah. Like now that I hear it, I'm I'm ready yeah, to start I can't kicking myself. I missed out priest. Oh, if if anybody man. didn't know the backstory, that's the backstory that Fozzie had was <laughs> they were tra- they got stuck in Japan and all the American bands ripped them off or all, all these actually, other metal bands. Actually, three of what these about Wild Stallions. The Actually, wild stallions. <laughs> fuck. I was gonna say that the, can the three of the bands the that Rangers. were covered on the oh was it three? I was gonna say a lot of the bands they covered on the first record that were also like they also covered they covered a Maiden song, uh, a Priest song, and a Scorpion song on the second Fozzie record too. 
Hey, it makes sense. Those are some awesome fucking bands. Back, back when Moon Goose McQueen was the lead singer. Yes, and and, and, the, and the Sabbath song that they did on the second record was the, the one of, from the Dio years. Why don't they just start showing the old Sunday Night Heats on the WWE Network so I could see Chris Jericho meet Moon Goose McQueen? <laughs> do, do they have his faulty performance from Raw on there yet? No, I don't think so. No, but the, he did do a Fozzie. They did. They did perform on Sunday Night Heat. That, that's what I want to see. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's what I was looking for. That's that's what I'm talking about. Because Chris Jericho's like, I want to meet Moon Goose McQueen. He's my hero. And the roadies are like holding him back. I remember that. That's that was just. Oh my god, that's funny as shit. <laughs> it was Raw where Ric Flair interrupted him, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, he he. They did a Raw performance. Yeah. He's one of the biggest heels in the company. Let let's let him perform live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, why the hell not? <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. For the second record, they performed. That's right. And then they did another thing where they were supposed to perform, but uh, it was supposed to be like they were supposed to play, and then John Cena was supposed to play, and Cena played, and Jericho's like, "Yeah, screw you guys. I'm not playing. Yeah, <laughs> we're too good for this show." <laughs> Rightfully so. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was oh. when they—that was when they got serious. When they had the third record, and that was all—that was all original material. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, unrelated to Fozzie, um, I, I'm sure Joe knows, and somebody else, one of you guys, got to know the whole Alexander Rusev thing going on on WWE, of course, and uh, okay. and his uh, his valet Lana, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we all know about that that broad, right? Well, here's a picture of her when she doesn't look like a dude. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, yeah. Joe knows what I'm talking about now. I don't know if I should post this on Facebook on my wall, but uh, you know what? I'm gonna. It's for the yeah. Ford Wrestling fan crew. You I'll put it in Skype. I'm, yeah. <laughs> if I put things of that nature in the Skype call, you can. I know. I, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm sharing it on my Facebook right now, <laughs> um, because holy shit, <laughs> this chick is gorgeous, um, and she doesn't look anything like she does whenever she's doing the. Check it out! Hey, check it out! No, jeez, son. It's the second most annoying voice in wrestling <laughs> that's why whatever I, I hear that first nee, 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 I fucking turn I, I mute it and I just watch her cause... it sounds like a cat being meow, meow <laughs> while being kicked in the crotch <laughs> it's like meow you're kicked you, you kick a pussy in the cunt <laughs> oh god kick a pussy in the cunt <laughs> hey, check it out this chick she's like almost naked oh dude seriously she's so hot 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 very hot. <laughs> I would do so many dirty things to her. <laughs> whoa, whoa! <laughs> George guy's cool. Oh my god! So at least you caught it. Um, and anybody else who's gonna who who can check out my Facebook will see it. And um, oh my god! <laughs> and and now I'm gonna do something completely different and post something else that is not a female with big boobs or just a female in general. Uh, because this needs—he's got to be- balance it out. Yeah, yeah. Now it's now it's going to be a base that I want somebody to buy me now. So, well, you're looking at the wrong crew. Damn. I, <laughs> gee, I know if you had the money, you would though, because I know you are you are an appreciator of the bass guitar. 
Oh yeah, I thought yeah. it was salty wealthy, man. Well, it, yes. it's not even that. If if Duke didn't fuck up his bracket, <laughs> the billion yeah, dollar bracket. You now? know what I'm an appreciator of? What's that? The Iron Sheik. Oh, ah, Sheik tweets. Sheik yes, tweets. Yes. Sheik tweets. <laughs> Sheik tweets. The Monday, Bubba. The Cowboys now have the fucking raisin balls, Tony Romo, and the needle dick midget grasshopper balls, Brandon Whedon. Good fucking luck. <laughs> Happy St. Patrick's Day. Have cold beer for the legend. I'd be happy. <laughs> Which I did. I, I went and I had a couple beers, and then when I went to my night job, I, yeah, yeah. I was kind of a little slow that night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling anybody. <laughs> Mr. T Hall of Fame, but I can still kick his black ass till he become Mr. T for the tiny balls. Wow. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Carlos Colon, Hall of Fame, about fucking time. I respect him forever. He iron sheet class. He's the real. <laughs> Fuck the throw pillows. <laughs> I, I would just fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> Tuesday, the real or the Rice crispy dick, you tell me. Hello, Miley Cyrus. You go, you bust go on fire because your ass smell worse than 500 dead dogs. Oh, Jesus. Well, to be fair, she has had 600 dogs in there that are now dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That's good. <laughs> My movie, same important as Ten Commandments. Respect to the Hot Dogs number one film festival in the world. <laughs> if you don't follow me on the Instagram, the real Iron Cheek, then you are dumb, fucked up, no good piece of dead dog shit. Raise the balls. Oh. <laughs> fuck, yes. fuck, fuck the low fat cottage cheese. Oh, Jesus. Fuck the fake bacon. <laughs> fuck the Malaysia plane. Wow. Where's the fuck the Courtney Love? <laughs> Oh, she humble her already. Oh, hey. <laughs> Wednesday, like Jose Canseco, dog sex with Chris Brown mother. Hello, Pharaoh. Serious question. Would you still be happy if I kicked you in the fucking ball <laughs> suplex you at Coachella? Still, I love you. <laughs> Fuck the extra pulp orange juice. <laughs> Even the orange juice. Well, that, that stuff is pretty gross. I will give him that. Thursday, 10,000%. If the Harvard don't think I am the legend, then they can go fuck themselves. Fuck the zoo. <laughs> fuck the zoo. Fuck the vegan forever. <laughs> Hello, McDonald's. Serious question. Are your balls smaller than the McNugget? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yes, For they are. <laughs> Friday or go fuck yourself. I have my cold beer. I watch my NCAA March Madness and respect the Macho Madness forever, Bubba. <laughs> Serious question. Can you go fuck yourself? <laughs> <laughs> the Mercer makes the Duke humble. I just can't clutch my TV. Duke now feel like the puke. Love the Saturday, but break jabroni back with camel clutch. Fuck ass, make humble. The feral, the feral, see, serious question. Are you, are you get lucky if I camel clutch you, break your back, make you cry like dead dog? Still, I love you. <laughs> I beat the fuck out of everybody on the Saturday morning cartoon. Today, William Shatner birthday. He have more space sex than any human being in the world. That way I respect him. Oh my God. <laughs> Happy birthday to the Wolf Blitzer. I hope you have sex with all of Malaysia today. 
And finally, as I end them always, good night, go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, before Job skips a forward because he skipped something in the BHF hype, well done, sir. <laughs> um, best hockey t shirt ever. Hey, Joe, show this. No, he didn't. <laughs> Our pal Al made this one, and it's <laughs> awesome. If you go to boardhockeyfan.com right now, you can see a very excellent 8-bit designed hockey shirt with all the NHL logos and oh, I love teams it. on it. And if you also like 8-bits and you're old school and don't skip things like Joe, go to prowrestlingtees.com and check out the Andre the Giant yes. winner is you shirt that our pal Al who Joe tried to skip again? Because um, I'm burying you right now, buddy. Because um, that's what happens when you skip shit. We've got our uh, own Triple H here. Get buried. A winner is Andre, right? Number one t shirt. It's awesome. Go check it out. If you dig it, buy it. Uh, help my pal out. Um, it's not Joe's pal anymore, apparently, because you got skipped. But <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> Bust out the shovels. Skipperonies. Skipperonies. The G humble, the, G, the Joe Cena today. Uh, well. That's what happens when you skip stuff. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> My apologies. Yeah, I wanted to make sure we got that one out of the way before we get our other shout-outs out, because, My, like um, I said, Al, Al is... My apologies to Al. Oh, I'm just fucking with him. He knows this. <laughs> I do this to him every week. Yeah. Because the streak lives on. <laughs> shout-outs to cheapheat.com and angrymarks.com. Shout-outs to Alice at RWR. That's right. And check out Booker T's at Booker T's at Booker T E E S on Twitter. Uh, they're doing a solid with some of their ideas. Check them out. We're going to be giving away some of their shit soon. <laughs> We're going to have one of them on in a couple of weeks, as a matter of fact. That's correct. <laughs> I'm told I have to play this on the show. You so. do? Yes, you do. Okay, let's see. Let's click. Here it comes. In a world where common sense and crowd reactions mean absolutely nothing, they created an event with all the matches we never knew we wanted, and we still don't. <laughs> Witness the showcase of not one, but two Undertakers. <laughs> Feast your eyes on the best mid-card ever. Plan your chance for Raw. And use this to go to the bathroom. <laughs> On April 6th, it's the World Make-A-Wish Champion versus Waylon Mercy Jr. The battle of the two part-timers we actually like. The match we want Brian to win and the match we want Brian to save. Because if he doesn't... I thought it was the EC3 brother. Sunday, April 6th. It's the second biggest event of the year. Next to Raw the following night. Now I could give away three Heelbook shirts, but I need five. Click below to enter. What the fuck? And don't forget, subscribe to Heelbook. Share on Facebook and drink before using Twitter. One man, one way, one match. Match between the two part timers. That we actually like. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I that's, love it. That's good. I was, 
I was really hoping it was the EC3 mix remix, but I'm still pleased with what it was. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Good Lord have mercy. <laughs> WWE is now reportedly trying to use Daniel Bryan to send a message to CM Punk with the implication being that everything good that happens to him, including winning possibly two matches in one WrestleMania going forward, quote, could have been you. <laughs> one man, one decision. I'm going to fuck with this all day now. <laughs> he chose the right one to go home and relax. Yeah. <laughs> so we all watched Talking Dead last week, right? Yes, I did, because I watch Walking Dead every week. That's and, right. And so does Guys tonight. Oh, God. Please, I... All right. I have If it's Glenn, I'm going to fucking kick my TV through the wall. Oh dude, I'm s- Well, he is a guest tonight on The Talking Dead, so you Yeah, never- well, no no no, but if he's already been announced as a guest, he's not dying. He's not they, dying. When they already when they have the surprise guest, that's when we know someone from the main character is going to die. No, actually they fucked us the last time they they said that uh, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Nobody no no main characters died the last time they did the whole the whole surprise thing, but uh I have a funny feeling I know who who could possibly be dead before in these last two episodes. And, you know, I think it's the chick that Glenn is, is you know, riding along with right now. And I'm also thinking it's that scientist dude that supposedly has the answer for everything. Because mullets are evil. <laughs> but this, that and the fact that, you know... He's not supposed. There's not supposed to be a character that has the answer for everything. So, to keep the show going, he has to die. <laughs> well, we'll see because those three characters have a pretty lengthy run in the comic books. So I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, I, I'm thinking not very much. I don't think anybody's gonna die. I think they're just gonna. It's gonna end. Is what what I think is next week's gonna end. It's gonna end. Everybody's gonna get to this place that they're going to about roughly about the same time in. Then it's gonna end, and we're gonna have to wait to see what happens after they arrive there. <laughs> yeah, that's October. a safe bet. That's a safe bet. Well, One day I'm gonna spend ten minutes talking about Doctor Who. <laughs> I, I'll log off, dude. <laughs> and I still won't know what's going on. No, no. <laughs> well, I watched it, and I still don't know what the hell's going on. Okay. Uh, anyway, so we all watched Talking Dead last week. We saw Phil. Mm-hmm. Phil nice Brooks, Mr. Brooks, Phil Phil Brooks, who you may know as CM Punk, <laughs> and and at the end of the show, when the when Chris Hardwick's talking about what everybody does for a living, that was on the show. It's and Phil Brooks, who you can catch on the Twitter at CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. we've got some news, uh, behind the scenes notes from CM Punk's appearance on The Talking Dead, uh, and uh, it's courtesy of Kevin Kittredge. Uh, and uh, pro wrestling news. Uh, after we watched the Walking Dead episode, we were asked if we had any questions for the guests. We were told that if the question was good and original, there was a possibility we could ask it on the show. One dude said he had a question for Phil Brooks, a.k.a. CM Punk, and it was something about who on Walking Dead he would want to wrestle. Uh, the question screener said that we probably wouldn't be asking any wrestling questions. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> a lot of talent backstage at Raw were talking about CM Punk's appearance on Talking Dead and how healthy he looked. Yeah, well, because he's not killing himself in the ring. The thing is, the thing is, I don't know if you anybody who caught it. He didn't really make a really. It wasn't really. It didn't seem like it was a direct shot. But at the end of it, Hardwick made a comment about a change for Punk, and Punk said, "I'm a whole new man." Yeah, they they like it was kind of. I think I took that as kind of like a shot at the WWE. They didn't really mention. You know, it was kind of like outside, like 
wink, wink, nudge, nudge. If you know what this, what's going on, you know, yeah, you, you kind of got the. Sh- he, he was making a shot, but it wasn't really like he came on and said, you know, fuck you, WWE. <laughs> Eat shit, like, McMahon. Every, like people, some people were thinking he was gonna do. Yeah, Punk seems like the kind of guy if if he had shit to say, he'd just say it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it was it was it was there. It was kind of like as soon as they announced him as Phil Brooks, mm-hmm. it's like okay, he's done. <laughs> like I don't even need to watch the rest it's, of the episode. It's There's, not a work. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if you if you noticed, Paul Heyman came out on Monday night. He's doing the thing. He says, you know, Brock Lesnar's beaten all these guys that have nearly beaten the Undertaker at WrestleMania, <laughs> and uh, there was no footage of CM Punk in that video package. That's uh, yeah. This is it's getting and more it and more it doesn't have his match with the Undertaker at WrestleMania or his match with Lesnar at SummerSlam, <laughs> and. Um, on the the SmackDown uh, backstage fallout or whatever the hell the show's called on WWE Network, I happened to catch it and they were talking about this situation with the Undertaker and Brock Lesnar and Alex Riley kind of he's like, oh you know guys like uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels and our buddy from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. So now they've gone back to no longer mentioning him on anything at all. <laughs> Gotta love it, <laughs> Jesus. We wow. talked about this a little bit last week. We we, we kind of had a discussion on when they would stop offering the free trial of the WWE Network, and uh, we found out the next night that it was yesterday. <laughs> they finally they stopped offering the free trial. Of course, we, we had the discussion of if they continued with it too long, then people would be getting WrestleMania for free, and obviously they weren't going to do that. So we now know that they stopped offering it on March 22nd, which was yesterday, so you won't be able to sign up for a free week and get WrestleMania 30 for free. Uh, subscribers who canceled WWE Network after the initial free week, though, uh, due to all the technical glitches, which, shit, I should have canceled, received an, uh, an email offering them another free week. Shit. I just, thought, I just like the fact that I got, we, we all, all of us that were already subscribed got the got a notification from the WWE app to last your last day to get the free trial is today it's like hello we already bought the goddamn well, thing you got you got the thing i don't get notifications from WWE for some reason <laughs> so probably, I, I probably didn't shut it off the i probably did point. that's the thing <laughs> now while nothing's actually confirmed um a lot of uh pundits have been you know kind of Asking a really interesting big question, and uh, you network boys have to consider this. They are considering not only the price hike, but they're actually considering not showing WrestleMania on the network next year. Then they can eat a dick. That's future well, Joe problem. Hey, man, you're getting 11 pay-per-views <laughs> for 120 bucks. Actually, 13, because they do 14 a year. Yeah. Well, future Joe. That's a problem for future Joe. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame them for doing that at all. I, I think that would actually be a smart move on their, their half, considering that their television rights thing is looking kind of like they're not going to get double what they want, rather the $140 million that they currently get at best. And Whatever. if you break the math down on that, if they, if they did show all these shows free on the network, it's going to have to double in price. Easily. Because look at what, what are they rating? They're getting like $4 million eyeballs on, on Raw in a week, right? Yeah. Okay, they're getting maybe maybe three million on SmackDown at best, and the other shows aren't on TV in the states except main event. What is main event average? Maybe a million. <laughs> maybe a million, and they're probably not even to have that on TV anymore because now so it's live on the network. 
yeah okay well then so let's say that's gone so that's about 7 million in total watching programming and you get 140 million for that to do the math if they're not on the network they're losing 140 million dollars if they show it for free they have to double it and that means people who were watching it on a cable would have to have the question do you want to continue being on cable or and, and pay the, the double the fee for the network so they're not going to get all those fears so I, I want everyone who has this pipe dream that they're going to go on the network at 10 bucks and show all their shows for the same price. I want you to just stop, take a moment, pull out your calculator, do a little critical thinking. <laughs> okay? It, it's not going to happen. They're losing way too much money. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not I, trying to burst bubbles. I'm just oh, trying no, to no, I'm here. I know. I I'm 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 thinking it's gonna eventually go up anyway, and when it does, I'm like, yo, maybe I just won't. St I'll stop subscribing to it. You yeah, know? I, 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 anyway, I don't blame you, dude. I don't blame you in the slightest. I'm just saying that it's like there's there's a lot of people that are just, just aren't like on the internet, or I, I want to respond so badly, <laughs> and it's just not worth it because it's like commenting on YouTube videos, man. Yeah, it's just it's, not worth it. I mean, like, it's it's all speculation from here, and it all makes sense, but. Again, it's a problem for future Joe. <laughs> the future JT. Yes. Yeah, well, I, I live in current uh, Canada G land, so I don't have to worry about my money on the network because I can't. But I, I do have to look down the stretch to what happens with the rights deals up here. Because the, we talked about this last week a little bit, and it's it's inevitable that you know, the big question is going to come up with, with Sportsnet if they're going to continue as well as the WWE because of the whole, especially that NHL deal. I mean, that really is going to throw a big curveball at the, uh, the current broadcasting rights the way they work because I assure you they're going to make a hell of a lot more money off hockey than they are off wrestling. This is fucking Canada, dude. <laughs> so I I don't know, man. I I don't I don't buy into this idea at all that it's going to go on the network and the network's going to stay the same price. I can't. Oh no! If, if Raw and SmackDown went on the network, no, it's not going to stay stay the same price. There's no way. Yeah, it's a, it's just they can't afford it. I mean, and there's all the other issue is like they're still taking a huge pay cut with the pay per views already. So I mean, right. You know, I think the ten dollar deal is awesome for the fans right now. Enjoy it while it lasts. What happens, like you said, for future Joe? I don't know, but uh, I'm going to send my coin into the future. He'll report back, and we'll find out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you hear this? Did you hear the story? The Undertaker got suspended. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> Undertaker suspended after wellness policy test reveals he is a dead man, according to Kayfabe News, <laughs> who we love. Oh, I fucking couldn't believe IWC it. content of the year last year. Oh, my God. Those guys are great. <laughs> they make my day. Sting is booked for WrestleCon in New Orleans, which will be on the same day as WrestleMania. This will be his first appearance in the United States since leaving TNA. He'll be signing from 10.30 a.m. until 2.30 p.m. that day. Hmm, what time do doors open for WrestleMania? <laughs> Subscribers who... Oh, nope, I'm reading things over again. Okay, Sting, Sting remains a hot topic of discussion backstage at WWE, as some are saying that he has signed and will appear at WrestleMania 30, while others deny he has a deal. You know what I listened to uh, the other day was uh, the the podcast we did last year with me in Jersey, <laughs> which was actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was kind of one of those weird things we just sat around and shot the ship. Too bad, I'm so, unfortunately, Mark, you weren't here to be a part of it. 
Yeah, I, I joined in July. Yeah, it was <laughs> we, just, we, just, we literally like I remember we called you and I was I did it, I did I did the whole intro. <laughs> you were like, oh yeah, I remember, I know that site. You missed the debacle that was <laughs> me trying to host from here. <laughs> oh no, the debacle was oh. the, the the weekend that I was not on the show yeah, at all. The actual like, that was September. G G G was the one that I think hosted did the hosting duties for the WrestleMania. Oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that too. Well, the thing still kicks off with me saying, "Welcome to Board Wrestling Fan Radio." <laughs> Jesus, we're here at WrestleMania. <laughs> I'm live at East at, at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. She <laughs> killed your phone. You did. Oh, that was I was funny. on the phone with you guys for an hour and a half. That you was... were on the phone with us for an hour and a half, and people were looking at you like you were <laughs> you were from crazy. another fucking. People plant. were like chiming in as I'm telling you guys what T-shirts I'm seeing. Like, oh, there's a Hulk Hogan T-shirt. Like, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> on the phone here. You know? What the fuck? <laughs> what kind of shit is that? <laughs> uh, it, was a good, it was a good episode. Go back and listen to it if you can. Yeah, if well, you they can get their own damn wrestling podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> it appears Dish Network will not be carrying WrestleMania 30. WWE released a statement. We are confirmed to be on DirecTV and cable outlets for WrestleMania 30. We continue to be in discussions with Dish. Dish is sending this statement to customers who inquire about WrestleMania 30. Please note that WWE is not willing to adjust pay-per-view costs to satellite cable companies, which is unfair to their customers. Dish needs to refocus efforts to support partners that better serve Dish customers and other cable satellite providers, including DirecTV, who have also expressed that they may no longer provide WWE pay-per-view events in the future. <laughs> now this is what JT McMahon would chime in and say, found money. <laughs> Money. There it is. <laughs> it is found money. We've talked about this before. Dish Network. <laughs> Look, if I if I had Dish Network and I didn't have the WWE Network and then pulling this shit, guess what I'm gonna do? <laughs> oh yes, found money. <laughs> it's what's best for business. Jesus Christ. Oh, my cable provider's not providing this for me. Okay, I will go elsewhere to get it. Uh, you guys don't need my sixty-five dollars. Let's say the worst happens and the uh, the servers crash, which hopefully doesn't happen. But right. let's just say it does. And then you have Dash, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the internet, piracy wins again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the WrestleMania 30 pre-show will be two hours. Oh, Christ, really? And they'll still cut matches from it. Oh, It'll be two hours. First hour will be exclusive to the WWE app, YouTube, and Google, among others. The second hour will stream on the WWE Network, which means, now get this. Okay, you tune into this show on April 6th. You listen to us for two hours. We get done at four. You take an hour break. You watch the two-hour pre-show. You watch the four-hour pay-per-view. You watch the hour post-show. And, and then... I still have this thought in my head that I might do a post-show here on Board Wrestling Fan. So you're getting, let's see, you start at 1 o'clock. You start at 2 o'clock, you go to 1 a.m. You're getting 11 hours worth of wrestling content if we do a post-show. <laughs> Dude, fuck that. That's the thing. Well, <laughs> That's why nobody wants to do the post-show. I'm going to be asleep. <laughs> Someone, well, I, I never really thought, I thought about, like, that. that my, my thing is I don't even know if I'm going to watch it, but right. someone pointed out a good thing, made a good point. I'm not sure if it was here or if it was in one of our group, one of the groups that we were all in, said, you know, well, the Super Bowl, the, the Super Bowl for a game that starts at 6.30, the pre-show starts at at two, at two, 
So every year, and and they they don't have a full hour post show, but they have a you know they they're on they there's a they have a post game show. It's about a half an hour too. So you know, yes, we can groan, but the thing is, we also know that this isn't they're they're just trying to do what other with some of these other you know other the other sports sports are doing. <laughs> My problem with that though is that. This is all scripted. It's all fake and everything. I hate using the word fake, but it, it's it's a two-hour shill fest, basically. Yeah, I know that that's it. That's that's so, that's the only. That's why you grow up. Go because you know you're gonna have half of the half, half. It says first hour, second hour. You're gonna have an hour of hype. You know, you're gonna have an hour. Almost. You're gonna have an hour saying tune into the WWE Network at six o'clock for the pre-show. And then at six o'clock, you're gonna have stay tuned to the WWE Network for the for WrestleMania. Yeah, and like I say, here's here's how Brian got to where he is, and you're gonna see the ten minute long promo, and then you're gonna see it again, and then again, and then you know, you're gonna get the Bray Wyatt Cena Eminem video so much Eminem retires due to royalties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and and I gotta point out something like when I when I hear when I see Bray Wyatt, I don't think Eminem. But that was actually a very, very well done video package, that as they often are. Amazing video. <laughs> WWE can WWE could probably take Diceros and put it with Damian Sandow, and, and let's know. let's do that. Let's 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 work out those semantics, because I'm okay with that. <laughs> I really hope they don't put the uh, the Andre the Giant Battle Royale on the network pre-show, because that means I don't get to watch it. No, no, they won't. <laughs> and, 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 I'm actually looking forward to that match. You guys know I like the clusterfucks, man. I'm gonna well, be really disappointed if they fuck us over with that. Well, well they won't. They'll cut it for cut it because of time. Yeah. Well, the Andre well, that's the Divas match, man. Yeah. The Andre the Giant Battle Royal winner will carry the trophy until WrestleMania next year. That's a direct quote from Michael Cole on uh, WWE's programming this week. Um, and it's been pointed out that Andre the Giant's real name is Andre Rusinov, making the this the Andre Rusinov Memorial Battle Royal or Armbar. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, oh, I saw that on Reddit and I had to put it in there. It's what's best for business. Armbar. Armbar. <laughs> Hold number thirty-seven. The moss-covered three-handled family gratunza. <laughs> number thirty-eight. Armbar. God. Virgil's known. Known ter- terrifying move. Yeah. The armbar. The cranky events account on Twitter is passed around to several different people in WWE who are deliberately trying to screw with the internet. Uh, JBL has issued a public denial that he's at cranky Vince. Ball game. <laughs> I've I've heard this rumor before that it's people in WWE actually running that account. <laughs> uh, WWE is discussing a second season of Legends House with a different cast of wrestling legends. The first season hasn't even premiered yet. It comes out April 17th at 8pm on the WWE Network. Jesus. This one could have Hogan on it. Brother. Dude. Well, you know something, brother. I I need to do another Hogan knows best, dude, brother. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Nick's calling. (laughs) Rey Mysterio denies that he's going to AAA. He says he has nothing against AAA, but he does not plan to go there. He wants to stay in WWE because it's his home and where he wants to end his career. <laughs> Coincidentally his, enough. His career ended a long time ago. 
<laughs> yes, coincidentally enough, Rey Mysterio has been added to the WWE Flintstones movie, which means he's probably renewing his contract since that move won't come out of uh, movie won't come out until WrestleMania 31 or around then. Uh, not coincidentally, Mysterio replaces CM Punk in the film. Punk was also written out of Camp WWE, but had to be left in Slam City because it was already filmed. By the way, anybody check out Slam City? I want to. No. I it looks. It looks entertaining as I, hell. I watched four. They have four episodes of it on the network, and I watched those, and it's actually pretty good. Jesus. <laughs> so, um, Randy Orton runs the zoo? <laughs> I didn't see that one. Okay. <laughs> I just like Kane being a chef. And I saw that I saw that one and Santino comes in and he's trying to take over Kane's pizza business in the cafeteria <laughs> school cafeteria. Wow. It just sounds so ridiculously funny. Oh, they're great. <laughs> oh lord. Uh, Alberto Del Rio is the barista. That's the best one so far though. Good lord. Damien Sandow comes in. <laughs> He's complaining about his coffee. Anyway, <laughs> uh, WGN is now considered to be one of the major suitors to acquire WWE programming besides NBC Universal and Fox Sports 1. Of course, WWE is trying to put the word out about their interest in order to, to drive, the price, uh, drive the price up. <laughs> WWE's chief financial officer, George Barrios, says that one of the negotiating points in getting a new deal will be to get Raw and SmackDown replays up quicker than 30 days on WWE Network, which is required by the current deal with NBC Universal. Episodes of NXT now air on the WWE Network first and are uploaded on Hulu on Fridays. And speaking of NXT, uh, they changed Adam Rose's theme music already. Yep. They ran into a little bit of issues with copyright. They did. Following the airing of NXT, many people have been wondering what happened to Adam Rose's theme music. According to sources, WWE didn't secure the rights to the song used in his debut, which was Above Envy's World Goes Wild. The song was replaced in his second NXT appearance by another song, which was likely dubbed over World Goes Wild. The word going around is that the company didn't expect the song to get over so quickly with the audience. And that comes from PWInsider.com. So, you guys get NXT um, Thursday, on the network. Thursday nights at 9 p.m. It's on Thursday, right? Yeah. What time? 9 p.m. Oh, we get it first. I'm sure you do. <laughs> huh, that's weird. Yeah, it's on uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the score. On Thursdays? Yeah. Okay, we used to get it on Tuesdays when it was still on TV. Mm-hmm. And then Hulu had it on Wednesdays, and now they get it on Fridays, and we get it Thursdays at 9 <laughs> Eastern on the WWE Network. and uh, That's hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, at least we got something up here before you guys. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. I, 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 it later, I so. still love the Adam Rose gimmick. <laughs> I yeah, do. Apparently they got a remix, which is like a, a fake version type of very similar. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to lose that entrance because I agree that... That 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 character that's a I brilliant. I I never thought I would like it after I realized oh shit they fucking repackaged Leo Kruger. Like oh, why? Better than the old Leo Kruger character. Why do they yeah. repackage Leo Kruger? And then I finally saw the gimmick and I'm like oh that's why. Yeah yeah this is very unique standout. You still have the athleticism of the the guy. So I mean nothing yeah. got lost there. I mean because I I I didn't like the character. I I thought the guy's the wrestler was. Was good. I just the characters kind of like, you know, shrug the shoulders. If you can see me right now, I didn't hate it, and I didn't like it. I was just kind of like, eh, he's there. He can wrestle at least. I liked the Leo Kruger gimmick, and George knows this. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I oh, know yeah. it too. We've talked about but, it, but you know, and it's just, but 
like for them to repackage him and for me to actually like it better it's like even better you know <laughs> that's so cool hey, nothing wrong with that man <laughs> i want to be in that adam rose party <laughs> <laughs> even though the shield won't be breaking up anytime soon there's still plans for roman reigns as a solo star in the works uh oh, and this you could probably figure out from uh smackdown WWE is working on a Kane and New Age Outlaws versus the Shield match for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It's probably better that it's not the Ascension because they'd lose. They're gonna. I, I think the Shield kind of. It's a lock to win this match. I don't know why they wouldn't, but oh well, weirder things to happen. Seventeen seconds and all. Yeah. Big Show. <laughs> Open Big. up the old wounds. Oh, Big Show. <laughs> Kofi Kingston. Fandango, Summer Rae, and the Bella Twins filmed a Mardi Gras parade commercial in New Orleans to promote WrestleMania 30, and Sheamus <laughs> reportedly was almost knocked off the float and busted a light bulb as he was throwing beads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just did your scent car. Oh, Nikki Bella is apparently pissed that Bray Wyatt called her plastic. Speaking Why? of Mardi Gras she, beads. <laughs> fucking she is! It's silicone! What the fuck? It's the closest thing to it. <laughs> yeah, I saw her thing was like, plastic, thanks for noticing. <laughs> that was her response. <laughs> hey, you know, come on. Now now it's so much easier to tell the two of them apart. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We, we've all been watching wrestling our whole lives, mm-hmm. basically. Yep. The, this is like, this is a surprising bit of news here. WWE has banned all talent from wearing baby oil. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> is that is that a real thing? It's from Raja. I, 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 we can only speculate as to why. My theory is um, the gold dust match. Remember? No. Nah. Maybe maybe Randy Ross. What, what happened in the budget, and he was spending too much. <laughs> what happened? In I. That match? I Oh, Jesus. I without it. Let's get, let's get the explanation Rusty. out. <laughs> yeah, what, what happened? I, 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 I must have missed something here. On Raw, um, Fandango and Goldust had a match, and there's a bunch of moves got botched near the end. One ended up um, having Goldust land on his head and get busted open the hard way, oh, and then yeah. he okay, yeah. flipping yeah. out and like, yeah, kicking was... and punching at the ropes at the end, and he then apparently backstage he was continuing to to flip out and very angry about how that match went down. Yep, I do remember that now. Now, now that you mentioned, okay, yeah, it, yep. yeah. So I remember when I saw him flipping out. I saw the blood on his head. I'm like, oh shit! I hope he's not hurt. That was. I remember that's a snickly. And then I saw this bit of news pop up. I mean, I have no idea. I have no idea. But I know Fandango is an oily sob. So <laughs> I was. That's what I was kind of thinking. So you're, you're like, just maybe, assuming. Maybe it just takes one accident, and I mean that's the way it goes, right? You get. Well, you, you guys know we, we. I mean, like I said, we've been watching wrestling for our whole lives. We we know that baby oil has been a part of wrestling. That's not a. It's not a new thing. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> it's not like somebody just decided one day, hey, I'm gonna wear baby oil, and then they got the ropes all slick or some shit, and they they banned it. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I wish I could tell you more. It just it popped up it's when I had remarks and it's a it's a Taraja and it's I a mean, it's trivial before. little thing, but I mean, yeah, it's it's just weird, you know, like like. I mean, you could grab any of any of Gre- uh, Gregory Irons' wrestling collection, and you'll find guys wearing baby oil. Okay, it don't <laughs> matter how old it is. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. 
Well, we'll have to see if there's any follow-up to this, but that's that's what's being reported. We'll, we'll see on yeah. Monday when we, when the guys aren't as shiny. Maybe the divas refuse to apply it for them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They're nothing more than glorified fluffers. <laughs> it's, it's, it's... <laughs> Rough around the edges. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> WWE released a bunch of earnings numbers and uh, earnings numbers and some ownership info as far as stock goes. Uh, Vince McMahon has thirty nine million two hundred seventy two thousand six hundred forty one shares valued at one point twenty one billion dollars. Linda McMahon owns nine million sixty six thousand seven hundred seventy shares valued at $280.2 million. Uh, Stephanie McMahon owns two, uh, 2,511.71 shares valued at $77.6 million, And Triple H owns 50,764 shares valued at $1.57 million. Yeah, that's, but you're in Stephanie McMahon's ass. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's compelling stock talk. Dude, I'd I'd Stock give, talk. I'd give up my fucking shares just for a piece of her. <laughs> I love the contrast between Triple H and the other three. <laughs> yeah, that's for business. Yeah. Just I thought that, that that's why I put it in here. Well, it's, it's well, that contrast is massive. Well, gee, I haven't divorced Stephanie yet. <laughs> I've already got the prenup. I got I, I got the prenup this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Apparently, there was a boot stolen from Hulk Hogan's beach shop, and uh, and and I wonder if it was the wrestling ba- boot band boot. Uh, anyway, uh, the boot stolen from Hulk Hogan's Clearwater Beach shop has been returned, but not by the woman who actually took it. One of her friends who was there at the time brought it in. Police haven't charged her, but they did issue a warrant for said friend who is in Michigan. <laughs> Great way to try and get out of fucking getting arrested, dumb bitch. <laughs> Oh, sorry. And my notes say, Phew, we can all sleep soundly again. Thanks, TMZ. Well, you know something? When someone, someone steals something from me, everybody needs to stay up and look for it until it's found, brother. Oh, Jesus. Did, um, what was he called? Matt Morgan, did he return that robe he stole? Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, no, I had to leg drop him, brother. I almost called him Chris Masters. <laughs> leg dropped him right out of TNA, right out of the wrestling business. <laughs> And then, and then I picked him up and I threw him. He's out in orbit with Andre the Giant somewhere, brother. Let's something, me, G. Maria Canellis says she's working on an ROH women's series. Uh, ROH also gave me the opportunity to work with the Women of Honor. We shot two episodes of a series we're putting together showcasing women's wrestling in ROH. It's basically the search for new Women of Honor since we lost a few of our originals like Daisy Hayes and Sarah Del Rey. <laughs> Toronto Mayor Rob Ford claims his latest video rant was him trying to do a Hulk Hogan impression. <laughs> Is there a clip here if I click this? Uh, I can't remember. I'm going to have to click this. Let's see if we... Because if there's a clip of Rob Ford trying to be Hulk Hogan... <laughs> that would be sweet. Oh, here we go. Oh, wait. What the hell is this? Uh, it's an ad for something. Sponsor message. I guess in 30 seconds we'll find out. (laughs) The Rob Ford and Eminem video. Yeah. Oh, man. Rob Ford. It's Jimmy Fallon's. He ties a a rope to his penis and he jumps off a tree. Jimmy Jimmy Fallon's favorite uh, politician, Rob Ford. (laughs) He is a big man for a crack addict. He is. Do you guys ever see the video of Brutus Beefcake trying to get in there to talk to him? (laughs) 
We yeah, I, saw it. I think we played it, didn't we? I think yeah, we, we did. did. <laughs> Unable to connect to server. Boo. Try again. Boo. Boo no, I don't want to watch the ad again. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. <laughs> Forget it. No, you do. Forget it. <laughs> TNA morale was high after the UK tour, but dropped significantly after the low turnout for lockdown. Many are now openly hoping Jeff Jarrett's new promotion is a success. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you know, he's launching this. Uh, he's making the announcement the day after WrestleMania. That's right. Ooh. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. We were watching the uh, the SmackDown pre-show last night. And before the before SmackDown actually starts, uh, it's actually filmed before main event starts. So the arena is practic- practically empty. There's like a handful of people in there. And I said, hey, look, it's still, it's still more people than come to TNA shows. Jesus. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> My wife thought I was joking. Nope. <laughs> no, nobody shows up to that shit. Anyway, the spin mill has been working overtime on Jeff Jarrett's as yet unnamed wrestling promotion. Apparently, people in Toby Keith's camp let it leak that the show would be on CMT possibly as early as next January. Isn't that the same network that had Hulk Hogan's uh, wrestling show? Yeah, I believe so. Anyway, possibly as early as next January, even though they've been on bad terms in the past. Um, after all, Jarrett's wife is his former wife. <laughs> um, Kurt Angle is said to be interested, which makes sense if TNA doesn't renew his contract at the same level and tries to make him pay uh, take a pay cut. Angle and Jarrett are said to be on good terms. Jarrett is apparently scouting indie talent heavily. The CMT show would also be the vehicle to launch a reality TV show for him, Karen, and their family. Yay! What, what wrestling Hogan wrestling show are you talking? Were you talking about? Hulk Hogan Celebrity Championship Wrestling, oh, I believe. Uh, I thought you were talking about the midget one. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about, too. No, <laughs> no I think the, cha- the celebrity one with Screech was on there. Anyway. Former TNA producer Kevin Sullivan, not to be confused with the Taskmaster of the same name, is now said to be on board Jeff Jarrett's new project, while both Spike TV and TBS have been added to a list of potential suitors. <laughs> Reports that TNA is spending $300,000 on shows at the Hammerstein Ballroom from June through August of this year may either be exaggerated or greatly inflated. TNA did look into the Hammerstein Ballroom as well as various casinos as possible sites to host Impact Wrestling tapings this summer due to the unavailability of dates at Universal Studios. Nothing has been locked up with a set date, though. Yeah, and their TV deal is going to be renewed just about that same time, so... Well, we're not renewed, and Jared, I'll just sneak in and bye-bye TNA. Lady Tapa has parted ways with TNA Impact Wrestling following her loss last night to Gail Kim. Uh, Quote, when one door closes, another door opens. Thanks at Impact Wrestling for the opportunity to share with the world my passion for what I enjoy doing. To all my fans, I love you all, and thank you for your loyal support from day one. Forever grateful and blessed. Looking forward to the future and great things to come. Keep supporting Queen of the Rings. We about to take over. To the top we go. Hashtag bow down. That is a long freaking tweet. Uh, do she paid for extra characters. Of the ring too. <laughs> oh God, no! Oh, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Where her and China fight for the supreme title of Queen of the Ring. <laughs> oh, God, you just made my dick go inward, you bastard! It was... Strap on match. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> pull on a pole match. <laughs> Dong on a pole. <laughs> pull on a pole. Battery is not included match. 
<laughs> Triple H on a pole. Uh, on a forklift. <laughs> Triple A on a pole. <laughs> it's fucking batteries for your fucking vibrator. <laughs> Whoever gets to him first gets to put him in and use it. <laughs> this match will be contested. <laughs> with a special guest referee. Me. The Sibian. Oh, the Sibian. <laughs> Oh, you dirty bastard. <laughs> yeah. It was TNA's decision for Lady Tapa to leave, not hers. Mm-hmm. And finally, to get that disgusting imagery out of your head, <laughs> Brooke Tessmacher returned to social media yesterday and said she turned off her accounts just to take a break because she felt like she spent too much time on social media. <laughs> She's got her asshole hanging out in half of her pictures. I don't think it matters <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I know her, her her break. Yeah. yeah, she kept. I don't. I don't think she's gone more than a day without posting something to her Instagram account. Okay? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Have you guys heard about these new shows they're proposing for the WWE Network? And, I and, and this, honestly watch Blackman's Bounties. This is a legitimate thing. They apparently legitimately set this out um, to people on the WWE mailing list. These are some of the the ideas. Uh, Blackman's Bounties, as Mark just alluded to. Former WWE star and legit badass Steve Blackman uh, reality series following his bounty hunting team based out of Harrodsburg, Pennsylvania, uh, a la Dog the Bounty Hunter. Steve Blackman is a legit bounty hunter now. In fact, I have the uh, synopsis here. Uh, Blackman's Bounties, an original series starring former WWF wrestling superstar Steve Blackman and Will uh, Trainham, watches the duo travel around the country on recovery missions, hunting down suspects who flee bail. Uh, NXT Behind the Scenes, a reality series following the talents trying to make it out of the WWE Performance Center into the main roster. Uh, Looking at their work, their personal lives, and the fraternity of the NXT brand, including the heartbreak of being cut. So it's kind of like tough enough. (laughs) Pros versus Joes, pretty much the same as the old Spike TV series pitting WWE talents against an average person in physical and non-physical challenges. The non-physical challenges listed include an air guitar competition... (laughs) The physical challenge... Heath Slater would probably kick your ass in that. Anyway. uh, Wow. (laughs) The the physical challenges were described as similar to American Gladiators. I can totally beat Drake Cowley at uh, kneeling. (laughs) (laughs) Can John Cena versus Joe Cena. (laughs) Me versus... Hulk Hogan, JT Hogan versus Hulk Hogan. Oh, Jesus. WWE or speed talking contest, JT Orton versus Randy Orton. Jesus Christ. <laughs> WWE around the world, following WWE towns, taking part in some of the scariest stunts and attractions around the world, such as shark diving and eating strange foods. It reads as if it was modeled after some of the Travel Channel's extreme specials with a dash of Anthony Bordellas. Uh, no reservations. Oh, Jesus. Anthony Bourdain's, rather. Uh, the... WWE dirty jobs, just like the Discovery Channel reality series of the same name, WWE talents have to perform unpleasant jobs, including going to Chicago sewers and picking up garbage in New York City. And trying to find CM Punk. (laughs) Clean. (laughs) Out. Sure. Ring. Bag. Jesus Christ. WWE Prankdown, a practical joke show that features WWE talents pulling tricks on unsuspecting superfans. The example given was John Cena and Randy Orton both wanting to buy an expensive car and getting into a fight at the dealership, only to show that the damage they caused was part of the show that tricked the fan. Oh, my God. Oh, great, so we get to see them fight again. 
<laughs> WWE Rescue, a reality show where WWE towns come to the homes of super fans to help them with their personal and business problems. Think Restaurant Impossible meets Nanny 911. Oh, I want to see Randy Orton give parenting advice and talk <laughs> here with toddler. I want, I want business advice from Rick Flair. Yeah, marriage advice from Flair. <laughs> or, or Triple H. Oh god, dude! I'm gonna, I want to see Randy Orton fucking RKO a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets down in front of the fish tank and does his little thing with his fists, and like, oh, he's stalking it. He's like, oh, all of a sudden, wow! Yeah, it's Randy Orton, so he'll fuck up and put his fist in the bowl and kill the fish. <laughs> no, no, the 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 the, the, the fish will botch it. No, he'll start yelling. <laughs> you fucked up. He'll forget what he's supposed to say. He'll ask the fish, What's my line? What's, what am I supposed to be doing here? The fish doesn't know. It's got a three-second memory. <laughs> What's my motivation? Okay, WWE Ultimate Challenge. WWE's version of CBS's The Amazing Race with a 12-hour extreme scavenger hunt in different cities. Oh, Christ. I think Gary Barnage would watch that one. As if the talent doesn't have enough shit going on. I, you know what? It is. It's, I know what's going to happen. That's that's where they're going to be able to uh, use Zack Ryder and fucking <laughs> Ginger Mahal and shit. Ginger like that. Mahal. <laughs> okay, guys, we need to find JTG. <laughs> well, this next guy might be able to help you out because on Extreme WWE Collector, uh, starring Superfan Michael Patterson, uh, basically a WWE version of Travel Channel's Toy Hunter, except Patterson is chasing WWE toys and memorabilia. Is somebody's cat There's scratching their microphone? On at JT's house. <laughs> Is, uh, what? What? Is your cat scratching your microphone or something? Oh no, no! I'm. We're getting close to the end. I'm starting to take my stuff apart. That's all. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought that was me. I'm taking the microphone stand. Down. This time Sorry. it was JT taking his shit apart. <laughs> I do like the implication that JTG hasn't been fired because he's missing. <laughs> well, what are you talking about? I'm not missing. I'm not here, buddy. Jeez, no. <laughs> he met the other JTG. <laughs> I'm in the black one. Yeah, the black one. <laughs> Wait, black? Do you see color? I don't see color. The board wrestling fan program does not endorse or condone anything Mark says or does. What? I'm saying black. <laughs> yeah, it's bad enough. <laughs> African American is racist because not all yeah. black people are from Africa. That's oh, true. Right. <laughs> He's true. <laughs> you He's know, right. Mark, you're 100%. That's exactly how I feel about it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but of course, because I'm in America, I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Thanks to Gregory Iron for being on the show. We are endorsed. Twitter.com slash Gregory Iron for him. I'm at Twitter.com slash ThinkSoJoe. George is at Punish78. JT at Random Redhead. G at G of the Internet. Mark at Mark underscore Noise. We are at Board Wrestling Fan. That's Board Wrestling Fan without vowels. Facebook.com slash Board Wrestling Fan. Join us next week when we'll have Rob Schamberger, Andrew J. Reimers, and quite possibly a Big former guest. WWE superstar yes. on our show. We'll we'll find that out and report back to you. Stay Boobs. tuned to our Facebook. Boobs. Please don't send me hate mail. Boobs. 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 Let me tell you something, Mean G. Big boobs. Double DPDQ. <laughs> That's how Queen of the Ring 2 ends. <laughs>